0: what's up everybody we're in the fun part where we just make sure the audio is good so what's up buddha child that was,
1: that was great what's up man
0: y'all can hear How him everything sounds good on your end everybody out there i'm you know because i can hear him i have a different volume than what you hear though so on that note though i do appreciate you being here thank you so much for joining us over at bridge the gap this is the show where we like to kind of bridge the gaps in knowledge we want to hear your story and go through it all the unfortunate part of a lot of people is when you google them there's not a lot of information about them and that's kind of hard to even do the researches and shit especially um sometimes in our local scene So like to actually know the significance of what you've been through and how much you've seen, the people you've been affiliated with, your accomplishments, even just the history of Montreal that you've witnessed along your journey, given your age and who you were rolling with and all the stuff you must have seen actually transpire along the way. Your knowledge is invaluable to us here. So that's why this is Bridge the Gap. That's what we're trying to do is bridge those gaps in knowledge. Now as far as you... I have not, unfortunately, heard much about you before you hit me up to, you know, talk about your new project, about how much we agreed this interview would be cool. But everybody was just listening to it before, man. So first of all, it is an incredible new project. Um, I'm blown away by the song about your kid. The, describing the birth and being thank in the... Yo, that shit, like, every time I heard it, I felt like chills and shit. Like, it was such an honest and candid story describing describing something many of us will never go through. And that's a crazy thing. Like, I felt, and your talent it's is.
2: Pretty. Pretty, you
1: know?
0: yeah. That's it. And then I feel like, just in general, your talent is there. We bumped to that 2015 project you did. We were vibing with the scratches and the fucking versatility. And I got to go back a little bit, see what the comparison's like. But in general, all that to say for everyone here, the man is an extremely talented artist. So, you know, we're not talking to somebody that is just, you know, around him with it. He's talented. And it's exciting to hear what, you know, that's why we're here to hear what, I got a little tongue-tied there. But either way, I had to say welcome to the yeah. show. On that note, I want you to tell us a whole lot about yourself. Sorry, go on.
1: I was saying it's an honor. You know what I mean? I've seen an interview you did with uh, my boy, Callie. You know what I mean? Uh, Baba. I've seen a few interviews, you know? And I appreciate what you're doing for the city. You know, you're putting the city on the map and uh, yeah i mean it's always a case like uh, a lot of people haven't heard heard from me you know what i mean but I, i'm like an oh, og i still look young or whatever but i've got og oh, you know i've been doing this like like maybe 2003 like if you go way back oh, are we uh, gonna go after, so like,
0: far uh, back man hip-hop so let's start that let's go all the way back because your question one takes it back a little bit so for first question of the show um well first of all the new first question is are you born in montreal or are you born somewhere else
1: born and raised ndg
0: you know that's what's up i'm I'm ndg myself i mean i I, yeah. I figured you might be around like i'm in ndg right now that's what it is i'm over on that fielding street just hey. kind of keeping it real
1: oh, you want to be it? Yeah. you had to be from dg or Coach and luke or something you know eh?
0: that's what it is yeah. i mean even if you leave it's like you end up kind of wanting to come back here because there's not a lot of places like ndg in montreal but that's dope. So let's like go back to the beginning of your story though. So my questions, as you may know, are kind of convoluted and all over the place and we're starting with the story for all those that are just watching for the first time. Um, basically one day my girlfriend is washing the dishes. And she's playing that black eyed piece on that i got a feeling and that sounds significant because at our age you know 10 12 years ago we was up in the clubs jumping around in circles to that shit, like turn up your cup muzzle. you know so like club music becomes chore music was the real big takeaway from that right so that got me thinking about my growing ups and shit, you know and my parents you know there was the led zeppelins from my dad and my mom's had the discos and uh, you know other people's and whatnot she was really in the uh, john travolta too i remember that now greece was a fucking staple in my household um anyway oh. all that to say is like you know different people influence you when you're young but why we start when you're young is because um basically your musical journey all the things that happen to you you know your adolescence blah blah that's all after you were forced to listen to a bunch of stuff, not maybe negative force, but you were still forced to listen to a bunch of stuff. You had no real control. Maybe you did in your case, but in general, people don't have control over it when they're five, you know? That's just what's around them. So why don't you walk us a little bit through what it was your musical journey was like as a youth, what the sounds were around, when people was driving, chores, just, you know, whatever you feel like you remember and wanna share with us.
1: Well, for sure. Um, well, basically, for I'm Chinese, so, My mom uh, would always play, like, Chinese opera around the house, you know? I don't know if you're familiar with that, but like, really high-pitched. When I was young, I really hated it, though, for some reason. It was like, it's not not it, you know what I mean? But as I grew up, I I appreciate it later on, you know? So, basically, my mom, she's also a singer, so that's probably who I get it from. She does a Chinese opera. She, you know, performs and does that. So I was watching her do that, you know, and karaoke. Every Asian household has a karaoke machine, you know what I mean? So... (laughs) <laughs> stereotypical you know uh is a uh, household you know but my dad was different he had like the record player he had the, all the vinyls and stuff like that he listened to like more like he had Cole. you're like uh Nat King, cole and uh elvis presley you know what i mean so he had the other side i, I still gotta dig through his collection you know what i mean but yeah but even that but thats I,
0: crazy that's a huge mix right off the jump so first of all you're a young one with access to a mic and pop music singing along so that's instrumentals right off the jump as a youth because honestly i've written songs on karaoke instrumentals they're fucking dope as a backdrop if you want to grab some rock or whatever um so that's fucking crazy though i never even considered that whole side of it like if people grew up with a karaoke machine so did y'all use that regularly
1: yeah my mama anytime she has guests over she'll sing you know what i mean i wouldn't get involved but i always see i'll be in the scene and i'll see it. you know what i mean and uh yeah there's always some chinese music playing you know what i mean and uh But then people like her,
0: performing, and yeah. But then on the other hand, having the other side of the culture, so that's right off the jump, almost like a crazy advantage, because you're getting like two musical cultures in a pre-YouTube era, right off the jump, being fed to you in a sense. That's fucking cool, dude. Um, so vinyls was it around your house mostly? Also, what was a karaoke machine like like back then?
1: You know, and uh, too bad I didn't really take my time to go through it, but I just remember like seeing, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of records yeah
0: no fair enough that's uh that's cool though so like i just gotta ask though is the karaoke machine you grew up with like the box ones then initi- is that what it was like back then or is it like a different machine
1: no that's like a new school one. Like, like my daughter has that the whole boom box thing with the disco lights For me it was more like it looked like a vcr type thing like a you know and then you put like a a big
0: disc or something like that you know what i mean if anything it was like a laser disc like some old school thing you know what i mean okay no i, I get what you mean yeah. actually that's cool I just like to think about yeah. the tech, right? Because we look at karaoke and we picture that box now, but that's not always what it was. So even karaoke is yeah. a huge part of musical culture. What did it used to be like? That's what I'm left to wonder with when I hear that kind of stuff. So I appreciate you sharing it and telling us a little bit more about yourself. But let's go on, um, I guess, to the, to the next uh, part. Well, when did you first start to identify with music yourself? Right? Like, when did you have that moment where it went from being like, this is music to, yo, that song is fire. I need to hear more. <laughs> like, what do you remember that first moment? How old you were? What was going on in your life when that happened?
1: Actually, I do. Uh, I'm kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, old, on the older side, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, the first thing that really attracted me was Chris Cross.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> was who? Sorry? Chris Cross. Chris Cross. Okay
1: yeah i remember like going like specifically going to a record store and i even came out that you know what i mean with the the tape and the, the alarm went off and everything they thought i was feeling like well, i was trying to convince my mom to buy that shit you know what i mean and uh, yeah i put the pressure on her and she bought that i was, was like the first tape that i really got you know what i mean so i could identify with them because they're kids. Too, you know what i mean so it was like a child rapper you know what i mean so i was like oh that. i think that planted the seed but i didn't really start rapping like when i was a kid i was more in high school you know when i hit wager and stuff like that
0: Yo, but straight up, was it because you saw the music video or because you saw the vinyl? No, it was the tape. It was the cassette tape, you know what I mean? So you saw the cassette tape and you saw that there were kids on it, so you yeah. like were gravitated to that and you copped it? No,
1: that video, I heard the video, you know what I mean? The, the video, so I knew about them, you okay, know what I so mean? So yeah. I'm like, yo, I need to cop this now. Uh,
0: and I only okay. asked that cause we got a comment from golden Jenny who said MTV. And I'm like, yo, that is the power of MTV, right? Like you see this music video and now you're yeah. like, yo, I identify with that shit. Cause think about what Eminem and white boys went through a little bit time later. Right. I mean, for me at 12, when I yeah. saw Eminem on the music video, I was like, oh, you know, or swollen members too. was another one for me when I saw fucking mad child for the yeah. first yeah. time. So like, I can see like how that would be crazy. Especially if you're a kid and you're like, wait, kids can rap. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> for real. That was great for me back then. You
0: know? That's cool. And uh, so at what point then you said you get to Wager and you really start to get into music a little bit more fervently? But, so it's always been hip-hop, though? Like in the beginning for you, you started with hip-hop, or was there something else that you were into before hip-hop?
1: Honestly, it's always been hip-hop. Oh, so,
0: fair yeah. enough. And,
1: uh, yeah, when I went to high school, it was more like I got into, like, Wu-Tang, you know, when Wu-Tang Forever dropped. Even like Pulse Guardians, you know what I mean? Mace, you know what I mean? Like 97, 98. Mm. It was just like, right when I heard it, like I got into it, I'm like, yo, I could do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> For some reason, I'm like, yo, so I like, started writing down the lyrics, memorizing this shit, then started changing it around and then making my own, you know? Then I'm like, you know what? Yo, I could do this. Hold up, and I just hold started up. doing it. And then, uh,
0: so you would actually write out the lyrics, which is crazy, because by the time I was yeah. at the same high school, there was computers and we was printing the lyrics. So just in a little bit of difference, that <laughs> yeah, much changed, it. Eh? But you would then rearrange them and make them your own a little bit. Do you remember any examples of doing that, that you could, like, spit a little example of what you did?
1: Oh, man, it's, like, terrible. I can't even remember back then, you know yeah, what no I No mean? worries about it. But uh, I was more on, like, some, I don't know. I wasn't as, like, conscious and lyrical as I am now, you know what I mean? It was more on some, I don't know, some gangster shit or whatever the fuck I was listening back then, you know what I hey. mean? but not as i like progressed i started writing like more introspectively
0: like about my life and like, keeping it real, yeah. like that we're gonna be about talking about again. your whole life don't worry we we know you an introspective guy that drops amazing shit right that's what we know but we still taught we in high school now mm-hmm. high school is a time of tomfoolery where people exactly, yeah. it's better that so, you uh, i'll try to learn like math
1: like that you know and write it all down master killers shit like that you know and uh Right after that was Bone Thugs. That's what really changed everything. Like Bone Thugs and Harmony, like fuck man, we heard the flows, the singing, the harmony and everything like that. My favorite rapper to this day is Crazy Bone, you know what I mean? So when I heard that, I was like, holy shit. I used to even like rap fast back then when I first started, you know what I mean? I had to like slow it down and shit so people could like pay attention, you know, like some jay shit, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I empathize so fucking heavy with what you just said personally i used to rap a lot faster and i had to slow it down because you know if you're trying to be heard speed isn't there but also i love crazy bone i love the fucking uh, bone thugs so oh, i completely well man we did a so like we do album reviews and shit and we actually did all of thug mentality 1999 it took four parts but we did all
1: That's of it my that's like the craziest double album ever. Like, yo, I put that against like All Eyes on Me, anything because he got like every feature from everybody in the rap game. You know what I mean? Plus, like, not even just rapping, but, like singing-wise, I think he could kill it. Like, he should drop like an R&B album. He's like on another level with it. You know what I
0: mean? Yo, he's fucking great. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, I will admit that listening to it in album reviewer mode, it's hard because um, it ended up being by the second disc. Uh, a lot of it was more the songs with features popped, and his solo songs felt a little redundant on the second. I'm being real with y'all on the second disc, but that first disc slaps it out the fucking park like that. Like we hit it heavy, whatever. Like right off the jump, that fucking comes in so strong That's as an open. album. It's so good. But that came out while you were in high yo, school, yo. and you were old enough to know what the fuck that meant. That's fucking cool. I'm but trust a little- me. Do you remember like music world? Do you
1: have a music world at, like having this mall, yo? Yeah. yeah. And, like-
2: i used when
1: to go lunch, I, was, I, was, I was all the way there just to cop that you know what i mean hop fences all this shit just to go the music world and cop that it was the tape back then you know what i mean we didn't even have cds really i started with the tape then i graduated Trust. to upgrade everything to the cds You know. What I, mean?
0: I came in in yeah. the transitionary period so i used to go to the same music world with the same movie theater right over there um and then uh you sure. know the bookstore was also right up in there too if you happen to go down that alley um but, uh, yeah, man, you'd go there. You'd be able to get there and back in lunch. Uh, fucking pop in and see what's up. Because you know, <laughs> we went to the same high school, but at different times in life. So I started the year after he graduated. So that's, like, a fucking crazy, like, thing, yeah, I mean. eh? Like, so as he's describing this, I can picture, like, exactly what he's fucking doing.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah uh, that's dope, man. Because lunch is, like, limited. We only really have a certain amount of time. So we Hour. have, to like, cut through fucking houses and lunches crazy shit i don't know why i was like that into music that was like hop fences just to make it there Cop can and come back you know what i mean yo ta- right now but like yeah
0: that's and you could look at it like now that you had a good sense of time management because if you really think about it you could have burned an hour at lunch and instead you went and did something that you you know like, and now that as an adult i'm evaluating it i'm like that's some good time management sir yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciated that yeah, yeah. yeah that's some cool shit <laughs> so yo that's still crazy because yo and here's the thing about wager is you were not y- you were exposed to hip-hop it wasn't an if it was you were exposed to hip-hop it didn't matter what you wanted to listen to it was going down it is a huge reason that people who go to wagers end up kind of loving hip-hop at the end of it you know the
1: artists that came out of wager it's incredible you know what i mean yeah man like uh, creeps you know what I mean? yo, big facts and, no matter where you but- know you know stack Doe, stack uh robinson wherever he goes by now you there's so many rappers frost everybody comes from Wager.
0: you know what i mean mm. i didn't even know those last there two came from wager perfect. but that's really good to know uh i don't know everybody who came yeah. from wager but i know even like i'm pretty sure montreal mellows from wager like there's a few of us that are like on the younger end of it that are actually like from wager i'm pretty sure he's there uh i know a couple others are like wager yeah. produce some fucking uh people involved in it um Anyway, I know I was in the last grad class, so when I graduated, it ended, and I will forever be one of the last Weger graduates, <laughs> which is.
1: I you got to, like graduate, you know what I mean. I got to graduate
0: in two thousand and five, and then there was no Weger in two thousand six, so it was like literally just yeah, done. That. It's sad. And then I I really regret not going to that show they made that I was there that like wager thing I didn't go and I it's the one it's one of those things I really regret Mm -hmm. I I don't know it was like this I know I know I was like ah I should have done that but either way that's not I was neither then or now but um was it
1: anxiety shows and all that when I was
0: sorry when did you do them.
1: No, i'm saying i did the variety of shows and talent shows when i was actually there you know but i should have Yo, came back and watched that you know what i mean i regret
0: yeah but let's talk about when you were at wager i think you said that's when you started to really get into it yourself so let's talk about how that happened
1: well um even art class you had Miss hecht sorry hecht. you have Miss hecht as no. an art teacher no. but yeah oh. i remember oh yeah. miss hecht yeah, Ms. Hecht, oh, yeah, yeah. Miss
0: Hecht. Yes, yes, yes. I know Miss yeah. Hecht. Yes.
1: She's <laughs> a little, uh, yes, it took a little... but you know, she is who she is. But yeah, I remember that class drawing or whatever we're doing, art class. And, um, I remember Negus, he's a good basketball player, but he would always uh, play big pun, still not a player and on his ghetto ass boombox. Like, this shit was like broken down, like, could barely play. It couldn't, the rewind button was broken. And he will play that shit, take it out, rewind that shit with a pencil, you know what I mean? The tape, rewind Ooh. that shit with a pencil, in, you know what I mean? Bumping that back to back to back. So it was like, I remember that came out and, and DMX came out almost around the same time. I forced my, my boy Greg Keto, who's my partner rhyme later on, uh, to buy that a uh, uh, pun and shit. And he would like record that shit. You know, we'll dub that shit. And then, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like I'll have DMX and I'll, he'll dub pun for me and all that. But yeah, like big pun. After I heard that shit, I was like, "Holy shit, it blew my mind." Like, I couldn't believe someone could be like that lyrical and, you know what I mean? I with the flow at the same time and be that big, you know?
0: Yeah, I totally get what you mean. Um cuz I think he was trying to be uh Rakim but faster. Was like his goal with with like, his int- you know? Sorry? Yeah. I I, th- I not like who do you rap- that's what it was sorry i got it wrong i know i fucked up uh it's cool G rap but faster i completely messed it up you're absolutely correct and so he brought that element and then he brought it quick and i mean yo even his lyrical like exercises like down in the down in the middle or whatever like fuck those shits like it's like so fucking like they're good tongue twisters to like practice your fucking game with to this day he's actually like a treasure trove
1: I don't know, unlimited times, like uh, I couldn't believe someone would come up with like a crazy riddle, like a rhyme and rhyme, like that, like it blew my mind to this day, like I can't even think of some like that, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I definitely do. Um, so you were hearing that and it got you all inspired or?
1: Yeah, like that, like before that I was like, didn't really concentrate on the lyrics like too, too much, you know what I mean? But after that, it was like, oh shit. I got like super technical after that. Like I had to rhyme every single word in a bar type of thing, like every multi-syllable, you know what I mean? But make it make sense, you know what I mean? Like not just rhyming pure bullshit or whatever, you know? Right. And actually apply to my life. It's like a puzzle, you know what I mean? Like, and that's when I like really like, yo, this is like a, a game, like a, like a sport or some shit like that. But like in the beginning, I just kept it to myself, you know what I mean? And then uh, I remember, uh, I seen like a text, a text interview with you and, um, you used to have like battling shit on K103 sounds, you know what I'm talking about yes 13.7 and uh my boy like he we in our group uh, verbal hustlers you know what I mean my boy mark Crux and shit Cruz. and uh he went to battle and he got destroyed by some guy you know what I mean uh, some guy busted some double time uh, fucking dash effects uh <laughs> to detect to detect it, some shit like that you know what I mean and uh after he got destroyed i was like yo fuck i, I got to avenge him you know what I mean i got to do this so, so i called him and i had to destroy them i destroyed them you know and i went and like, I didn't even know it was good yet, you know, but I kept like going like four nights in a row. I kept winning, kept winning, kept winning. And then everybody at school was like, yo, this is like fucking incredible. You know, this is amazing and shit. And that's what like planned to see, like, oh, fuck, I could do this, you know? I just started this, man. I'm winning already, you know? And I'm like, oh, fuck, like maybe I could do it, you know?
2: Yeah,
0: and To be fair, like when I he says he's call- winning, he's going against like anybody in the city calling in. Anybody, I believe, could have yeah, come in. Like, yeah. So like, that's actually an incredible feat. That's fucking cool dude. Thank you for sharing that with us.
1: No problem, no problem. Like, so, I started off like kinda of with the battle rap you know, but then it progressed to like really songs and structure and like, you know, album mode and all that, you know?
0: So how long was your battle rap phase?
1: It was really short. It was just that K one oh three thing. You know, once I lost I was like, fuck this shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> I absolutely and get then it. I started to... <laughs> Um Cause cool. it, it's like You know people are Falling and vote for mean It wasn't like Based on skill type shit You know what I mean like it, like it was obvious I destroyed him You know what I mean But like He probably got like, 10 of his boys to vote Whatever You know what I mean
0: Yo that's a fucking Heavy lesson <laughs> to learn When you're young though Right Like I did an Instagram contest This year Just to like compare And it required Getting some votes And I Love everybody Cause I got 160 motherfuckers To vote for me And I was blown away That that many people Showed up But he got it uh, 180 he got 180 and then i saw what? yeah so i no saw fucking way. yeah like, you know, he's young i'm not gonna beat a 21 year old on instagram um <laughs> it's just our 20 year old he's fucking fire he's also really good like it wasn't like i lost and and his shit was like whack it was like mm, it was 50 50 i had trouble picking which one of the two i liked more so it was fine by me but like End of the day, his shit progresses. He gets to the finals because I'm rooting for him now. If this motherfucker beat me, he's got to win. It's like so a tournament. My, I like
1: i too, yeah, beat me. I so, like to the finals, you know? So it was like, I yeah. didn't feel too bad about it. Same thing.
0: But at uh. the end of the day, the guy who beat him won because he had like a fucking Persian celebrity fucking cousin guy and they got like 700 votes because this celebrity cousin fucking got enough oh, people to. Awesome. And so the fact is, though, everyone can get mad that this is bullshit. But it's a lesson. This is going to happen in this type of an environment. I'm learning that young made you pivot because maybe you don't want to play that game. And that's fucking a huge lesson, right? Because some people can play that game. Personally, I hate that game.
1: No, fuck that, man. It's beyond my control, you know? But right after that, like I did like a a hip-hop competition where it's just based on skills and shit like that. They had judges and shit like that, you know what I mean? Mm. It was called like Hip-Hop Forever, you know? It was like before like End of the week shit, like before basics all that you know it was like back then 2003
0: all right tell us about it you know
1: it. and uh the first time i entered it, it was like an audition you know once you get past the audition you go to semi-finals finals all this shit. so I ended, I ended up like fucking winning that shit, man you know what i mean like first time right off the bat i'm like oh fuck. first with the radio shit, right off the bat then this i'm like oh fuck.
0: So what was maybe that, i could do this you know what i mean what, I, was I ended that, up winning. what was that competition like like what how did you like what was it like like format-wise, like,
1: it was just me by myself. I think not in a group or nothing. No hype man, just me by myself on stage and shit like that. You know what I mean? And it was like a lot of people tried to, to 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 get into that shit, like Shogun. I remember back then, um, even like Narcy, Low All we all tried to, you know what I mean? But I don't know how I ended up winning that shit. I won an award for like best lyrics, like best writer-composer. Was, was it the like CDs, uh, tracks,
0: like or I was it thought, was it like tracks, or was it like off the dumps? Was it like uh, songs you were doing or was it like off the domes? No, I was
1: domes? performing songs and shit like that, you know?
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. I had like
1: two songs. But the thing I did, it was like, um, I was. Would... <coughs> I would spit a cappella. No music at all. Just live, like, you know what I mean? The whole crowd just listened to me. And I was just rip it. You know what I mean? Like, it spit like the most insane bars they ever heard. You know what I mean? And then, like, Then they would know, like, oh, shit, this kid's serious. I was a kid back then. I was, like, 17, 18. You know what I mean? I I don't know why I had, like, the confidence to do that back then. You know what I mean? But I I guess, yeah, they're blown away or whatever. And, uh, yeah, ended up taking it.
0: That's still pretty incredible, man. Because, again, you're, like, young. And you've already done two incredible things going for it rounds in a row at like a teenager on the radio and then went in a contest where like you just dropped some big names like those weren't little names he just said those are some big people he brought up he's yo i just knocked Lopeshi out like that's not a small claim to make you know <laughs> so like and i'm not no disrespect Lopeshi's a wonderful artist and if you don't know him you should look him up he's he's a very talented montreal mc um and so like shogun too and but the fact is you st- the hell? Shit, yeah yeah
1: so, He's amazing, man. He's very underrated, you know? I, I didn't know a lot of people know him like that, you know? So.
0: I don't know him like that. I started doing this, though so i started listening to people and i'm starting to be able to piece together who are like very significant people and who are like interesting um i'm pretty sure i had heard shogun in the past but like the way people talk about him you know he's a player lopeci i did know because I, I came into the game in 2012 and he was still very active at that point so um i, I know him uh from that era and then it kind of all changed a couple years later but um that's cool, though. The fact that you were able to... Uh... Sorry, can you repeat that? Oh, I went to Wager, too, by the way. Did he? That's crazy. Yeah. Hey. Yo, Wager, eh? Man, we should do, like, a Wager thing one day.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, um, so that's crazy. So you're, like, 17, 18. Are you still in high school when you do this contest? I think I just went to
1: the uh, uh college. I just went to Dodson. I think, yeah all right so i Uh, guess
0: tell us a bit about this phase because now you're like probably peaking you believed or not like in your career but like in yourself you're like wow i can do this i can take over the world and then tell us about getting into it all and what life is like while you're at dawson
1: i mean dawson they also have some other shit too like street here whatever and i'll go and perform or whatever but uh I wasn't even much of a battle rapper, you know? I had to, uh, but, you know what I mean? I was, like, so, like, boosted up by, like, Street my head. battle rap thing. I Yeah, and it went to battle, you know what I mean? And uh, I got destroyed or whatever. That, like, kind of, like, you know what I mean? Put me back down to earth type shit, you know what I mean? And, like, ever since then, I was, like, yo, I ain't fucking with the battle shit no more. Because, you know, no matter what you did before that, you get crushed or something like that. And it's, like, it doesn't even matter, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you just engine, like, what, I cannabis type shit, you know what I mean? Like, yes. was, like you got to come for. I wasn't prepared. I didn't. They just called my name out of nowhere because they knew I could rap. But I was just chilling, you know what I mean? Mm. But uh, after that, I I took it easy for a minute, you know what I mean? I worked on my raps and shit. Like it took me a while to, like you, when I started, like when I officially dropped my first first album, it was two thousand and twelve. You know
0: what I mean? I didn't even drop my first album then. I started in twenty twelve. I even dropped my first album in twenty seventeen.
2: Okay, yeah, five years. That's not bad
1: though. That's not bad. Yeah, it's like I I'm probably did like three albums before I dropped my first album. I just scrapped everything, you know what I mean? I kept like improving, evolving as an artist type shit, you know? Maybe I'm kind of glad I didn't drop an album back then. It probably would have been like, you know?
2: <laughs> I don't
0: know. It's it's kind of one of those things where like there's good reasons to not do it and there's bad reasons, you know? Like I feel like not dropping my project when I – because you know, I had it done in 2015 and I waited because I didn't know what I was going to do next. But then when I released it, nothing happened anyway. So maybe I should have just dropped it back then and not did something, but had it out, you know? Like, so I start like, so it's easy to, like, retrospectively wonder, but, like i don't know that's kind of why i like doing this now where we can hear what everybody's stories is like and start to see like in general what worked for people and not but in your case you're still making music today and you just dropped a fire album so whatever you did works i'm down to hear how the fuck you got all the way that far in life and you're still active right because you did a lot since 2015 according to your spotify um, so that's fucking. Yeah, I used fire. To drop
1: album like every year. I, mean, I like I only took a break like 2018, and and just this year 2000. Well, this past year 2020, I could have dropped it in 2020, but I didn't really want to. You know, like a bad year had bad stigma attached mm-hmm. to it. So I was like, let me wait, fresh year, top of the year, I'm gonna drop this. You know, I was like holding it. it was like, killing me inside. Yeah, uh, it
0: feels good. <laughs> Fair enough. So I guess you're in your Dawson, in your early 20, you're hitting 20-ish, that era of life. You had your humbling battle rap experience and now you're like kind of getting better, sharpening your pen game. What else is happening in your world? Yeah.
1: So like uh, to go back, like after all those battles and shit like that, you know what I mean? Like in high school, like uh, I joined a group with like Masterson and shit like that. I mean preach, you know what I mean? And uh, it was like called Compony Cartel. And, uh, and, uh, and then also I also had another group um, within that group, like me and my boy Keto was a verbal hustlers. and uh, later uh, we changed the name to Strata Gems. So my first project uh, that I dropped was under that group name Strata Gems in 2012 with, with my boy Keto, you know? Hmm. Like a seven track uh, EP, you know, just to test the waters right before I dropped my solo, you know what I mean? And it uh, did pretty good, you know what I mean? It's like a, a classic, you know? <laughs>
0: But, like, even before then, because that's still 2012, and I'm pretty sure you were in Dawson more like early 2000s and stuff. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So, we got a lot of, there's a whole bunch in between. So, we'll get to 2012, I promise. Yeah. We're It's going to just come naturally in yeah. progression of time. But, yo, you linked up with Preaching them when at Wager? Wager
1: days, yeah, yeah.
0: And, um. We
1: had like, a group, uh, Holy Hotel
0: how under that last for? what was going on how what did you guys do with that
1: I we just like put together all the dope rappers that that rapped in high school because uh, before i like uh when i started rapping i didn't know anybody else that rapped i just did it you know what i mean right i told my boy oh you know, i rap you, know, you and we form a group and then later on i was like oh fuck there's all these other rappers like you know preach and then later it was like odessa she's still doing her thing she's singing and shit like that and uh you know, Jason John, all these guys we just formed like a super group, you know, before all the super groups were really formed, you know, like on like some Wu Tang shit kind
0: of thing, you know? Yeah, Yo, but that's really interesting still. So this is why I like to like unpack these things because check it, like, first of all there's a power of networking community in this game that I feel like a lot of people my age are really bad at and we're all learning how to do it now. So like there's a huge power to the group element, right? And like I'm certain y'all like ended up Doing things like we're you doing shows together, or I don't know what you guys were doing together. But you create your group, right? And then how?
1: That was a wager. We just we did a rap or something like that. You know, I remember we did like a rap like like whoa, no black rob and all that shit. Um,
0: that's fair. And then, um, but what happens like after Sejap? What are you doing at those point in your life?
1: that's when I really like started going to like a real studio you know what I mean like I went to uh what's it called urban lab urban lab DNA studios I jumped to a lot of studios you know and um but I don't know I kept like kind of hoarding music kind of thing you know and not putting it out for some reason I, like uh I, I, thinking back in hindsight I should have just put it all out in type of thing, you know what I mean but I was just like is this good enough like doubting myself kind of thing you know it's so I was like, you know what, this is enough, you know, like I I gotta put something out, you know what I mean? Like I like I felt like a sense of urgency or something like that. So like basically like, it can't be this much years in a game but, you know.
0: So like were you performing at this time? Were you still participating in that kind of stuff? Or were you just kinda like recording and making oh, sure, stuff up?
1: Sure. I, you know? I always did shows in the meantime and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: So, tell us a bit about what it's like to be, like, performing, because, yeah, the the 2000s was, like, a heyday, right? It's almost like a golden era of sorts compared to what came after. No offense to it. So, like, tell us a bit about, like, some significant stuff that happened there. Like, pretend, like, you know, like, the history doesn't get documented very well and you got to live through it all. So, what can you share from us from this time that is fucking just dope? Like, your stories, anything you can think of.
1: Man, like, I remember performing at like metropolis club soda you know alize like all these venues and stuff back then and like it was like such a small group of like it was like everybody was a rapper back then you know what i mean it was like more like a select few like these days like everybody and their mother's a rapper or whatever you know back then it was like you had to have like some like some kind of skills to be a rapper you know what i mean and, uh, so that's how I met everybody. Like, uh, I'm kind of like antisocial, but for some reason I just know everybody, you know, cause I've been around so long or whatever, you know? And, uh, yeah, from there we just build and stuff. And, uh, like, like I would do features with people that, that I like respect, like lyrically, you know what I mean? Like, even if they're not like known that much, you know what I mean? Like Shogun, he's not like that much, known, although he should be, but I would do songs with him just based on like skills and stuff, you know, like my first album, I did a song with Lost One, you know? Right now, like I all know, but like you know, off the skills, I was like, yo, and during that time, also, um, it's funny because you, no offense, you remind me a lot, like him, you know, like my boy Logic, you know what I mean? Urban Logic, one of like, yo, I love knowledge.
0: that comment. I don't know how he'll feel about that comment, but I take that so, as a high compliment, or no, sorry, has anybody else told you that? Or, or no? No, I don't think so. But I've sat there and listened to Logic's talk about shit for 90 minutes straight. So I take it like a compliment.
1: I'm t- he has the gift of gab, too. You guys speaking in the like, same mannerism everything like long hair, everything, really. But, like having a time. <laughs> I don't know if you remember like uh, he had like a loft, you know what I mean? And a uh, loft like uh, downtown kind of, you know what I mean? And I was like the hub for like every rapper to come through, you know? He had this booth set up, and that's where like uh, I met like a lot of rappers like Blast. Lost one, uh, fuck. Mark King. The list goes on, you know. Like every, you know, so that's where I really sharpened my skills. Like every every rapper like went there and like rap freestyle. He used to put out like tapes, mixtapes and stuff like that, you know. As the Royal Peasants, you know. I don't know if you remember those mixtapes.
0: I know what they are, um, because again, I've gone through this. I've had logics be like, once upon a time, I was in a group called the Royal Peasants, and then it was... It, <laughs> You, you know how it gets derailed really fast with him, right? Like, it'll be like, you'll start there, and now you're, like, talking about ancient history and shit really quick. So... Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, and that impression was <laughs> a little
1: bit dead on, like, honestly.
0: But that's... No, it's, it's he's a fun guy. I like... Yo, logics was part of the reason why I care so much about the history right now. Because he was like, You don't even know! I swear I got like 10 hours of a Montreal break. Cause he tried to show me a track that was full of Montreal bars and I didn't know any of them. So he started explaining okay. all of them. And it took a while. It, I mean, multiple wow. sessions of going, he kept going so
1: back.
0: I met logics along the way of my journey of life. Cause uh, he wanted me. Okay. The, so basically the, California Ghost King and them wanted me to like the Sovereign Music Movement. They wanted me to review some of their work, so we did. So okay. like I reviewed a bunch of their stuff. So we was just having chit chats and you know you know just kind of off camera and whatnot. um I love to interview Logics, uh but uh, it hasn't happened. Just it's on the list. One day maybe. Uh, no, I'm it sure, I'm sure it's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Like I've talked to Logics yeah. on a you know whatever, but like he's up to his own they got a lot going on is more what it is like those guys have a very okay. organized unit of stuff that they're they're working on behind the scenes and uh yeah when they're ready to come talk they'll come talk that's how i look at it that's how a lot yeah. of because I, I learned something about people doing this little interview thing um not everyone wants to do an interview all the time people want to do interviews at certain times so you're like in that interview mode because your album just dropped so for the last month you'd be like i got shit to say <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's perfect timing, you know?
0: Other people don't have... the reason
1: why... I, I, I it because i seen the review we did for, for Cali, you know? Like, Mercury Music, version Miyagi, whatever he goes by now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, this guy kept it, you know? He, he went in-depth and, and, like, really, like, listened to it. And, you know, like... I'm like, no. I always wanted, like, a deep review on my album. That's why I hollered to you, you know? Because, like I told you, I grew up on the source, you know? With the five mics and all that, you know what I mean? So... But, you know what? Like... This is good too, you know what I
0: mean? Like I'm usually like kind of antisocial, like like I said, you know. Yo, but dude, like, I'm terrible with people. Man. A- I'm terrible with people. Every time my girlfriend's like, "You need to cut people off differently." You're not very good at it, and I'm like, "Thanks, baby. I'm I'm learning how to be an interviewer." We just started doing this, you know. It's like <laughs> it's all like a learning experience in life. I'm not like the best at it, but you're wonderful, man. Your story's fucking great. Like I learned a lot from you already. If we think about it, man, you're really big on that i'm in places with lots of people and by being around lots of people who have skill i am able to up my game and grow those are some knowledge nuggets for real and then if you think about it yo the people don't maybe know how big iblast and them are but like when i started rapping iblast got to a point where one of his music videos circulated my call center organically as in it wasn't me that brought it in just a girl heard one of the songs and it started circulating the call center like that's like the kind of real life shit where like you know people pretend like it goes down kind of like that that's how the montreal scene was when you were with these guys holding your own next to them i didn't even realize logics had that studio per se he might have even told me he's probably gonna if he ever sees this i told him that on this you know that's what it is sometimes you forget but that's crazy oh, too you. No, it's just crazy too because that in the same. same loft, s- sorry, go on.
2: That
1: same law, um, his his next door neighbor was monkey. You know what I mean? You know the graffiti artist,
0: Frank yes, Chopper, monkey. I literally met him through right end of the door, week. You know I mean? like, okay, yeah, yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You live next that to
1: monkey. His neighbor, like right next door, and he would have the most incredible paintings and. and and you'll be freestyling off the dome, you know what I mean? Like like so much good talent around, like just right next door too, you know?
0: That is crazy. So you're like, yo, just think about like again from that community angle, what inspired you to care about your paying game? Like people like may not notice, but I've watched Monkey rap off the dome for like ten minutes straight and not fuck up a bar. Like he's impeccably good. And right? you know
1: who also could do that Big and facts. Like, The best freestyles I've
0: ever heard. Yo, logics can absolutely do that. Yeah, but the fact that you were in, but these guys cultivated an environment that brought cats like you together, right? Because yo, here's what ends up happening: this group of people ends up kind of dominating the city, right? All these collectives that were affiliated together do a whole lot. To every show you went to was this, and because they kept performing, the same group of peoples you know intermingled it was a relatively large network of people but they were always drilled in focused on the same people the local community as in the fans were able to latch on and like people would actually show up because they could become fans of the music and get, and that's that's what i take away from it when i hear y'all it's like sometimes i think we got like a little too polygamous with how open we all got and like clicks got a little too open and i don't mean that in a negative sense but like yo y'all were like we had this group of people yeah everybody came through but we were always there and it was the ones that we felt could like you know keep up that stayed and it it creates a culture that people can latch on to and i love that you're sharing this because we could all learn from all of what you just shared well i took all of that away from what you just said
2: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: and um going back to like the mixtapes that that he used to drop i remember um he did a uh, one song touch it remix or whatever. You know, remember that Buster Rhymes song, touch mm. it, yeah. Or he will like rap kind of like laid back and then and then it was a speed up and then he go super hype. So he put like I don't know like twenty MCs or something er, every Montreal rapper on that. You know what I mean? And uh, that that just reminded me of what you were saying, how he went through every bar or something of uh, Montreal rappers, but he actually put like a, together a, like a song with every Montreal rapper touch remix. You know what I mean? If you go back, it, it's there you know
0: yeah it's crazy there's a few songs like that that. like i keep learning about tracks that have these collectives like the uh the montreal expo hat remix or whatever i don't fully know what it's called that would be like another one that would be like a whole lot of montreal talent working together on the same track so it's like that kind of community cohesiveness really had a huge impact in making it work is what i'm understanding from you
1: yeah yeah I regret not being on that too, though it was the X's remix. That that shit was that shit was hard, though. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I couldn't find it. I was trying to find it and I couldn't find it. I know what it is because I was talking to Rico Blocks and he told me about it, or it was him or somebody else. Um, but um, yeah, I couldn't find it after. I'm like, yo, I can't. I found the original, but I couldn't find a remix version that had everybody on it. It might, it might be out there. If somebody knows where it is, feel free to link me i was
1: trying to look for my crew though i was trying to show my girl and shit but i think it's only in like the physical copies, you know you gotta look for the mixtape for that shit
0: you
2: know i don't think
1: anybody uploaded that
0: shit (laughs) that's fair i guess that's what's crazy is being a part of that era right like uh, we're all so spoiled a little bit these days with the everything instant and everything now but yo it's crazy that you were a part of all of this what else was yo how are you like were you like marketing yourself at all were you just kind of like Riding the wave at that point because it sounds like you were there, you were riding that wave, you were with everyone. But, like, were you fucking with the internet? How how are you like adapting to this world as it evolved throughout that era?
1: I guess it was like MySpace or some shit back then, you know what I mean? Remember MySpace?
0: Absolutely. Um, I had a MySpace account. So, you were like always on social media I did, okay. then? I
1: guess, yeah, I guess it started back then. that's like my first time remembering that you know myspace by yeah, yeah and then facebook or whatever you know but i wasn't like too heavy heavy on marketing myself to tell you the truth like that's maybe like my, my my worst uh attribute or whatever you want to call it you know i'm more like I, I practice my craft you know the lyrics recording you know what i mean even down to the mixing and mastering make sure everything sounds perfect but then when i put it out it's like i don't you know promote it enough and not enough people like hear it you know what i mean
0: Yeah, I I absolutely do, man. I try really hard to make songs and then I finish it and then I go on to the next song. And uh, I'm trying to learn how to promote stuff better, but uh, I don't know, I started interviewing people. So I I had to like be like, okay, I guess music's going over there for a little bit because this is kind of working. But like, yeah, I don't know. But then I also want to know how to market better. So I keep talking to people and I've learned a few things about how to leverage social media, like how it can be done and i guess i'm gonna practice them because <laughs> uh yeah. marketing is huge i even see people go as far as you should probably spend half the budget on marketing and if i go shit if i had spent half of what i put into production on marketing i don't have no idea where i'd be but i'd probably have a lot more going on right now if i really really i'm being honest with myself so i like that you That's
1: said fine. that now you know what i mean like i, I see like what i could do by myself like i got like 1.2 thousand views in like a week or whatever yeah that's actually Down, fucking like,
2: proper
1: it's not bad i couldn't believe it it just went up like it got up like my numbers kept shrinking and now it's like it went back up you know like the real real numbers you know i don't know how they do the algorithm but like the real numbers showed up and i was like oh fuck that's not bad but you know i, I want more people to see it you know yeah,
0: yeah. i definitely appreciate what you're saying <clears throat> and usually that's like the last bit that we end up discussing because that's the now part of your life but let's run it back to like prior to 2012 because you say your project comes out in 2012 but you are also doing this royal peasants mixtape and so were you doing that like street marketing seven cds at the trunk type shit or were you not involved in that stuff
1: that was more like on logic then i just featured you know what i mean he probably hit me off with a few cds type thing you know what i mean but like that's that's his group you know but i was always around so i just featured it here and there you know i did like maybe two three tracks or something mm. like that you know fair yeah. enough like, so, I, I was never really into like, mixtapes you know i was like i figured like i, I want to drop albums you know like mixtapes i can't like waste bars or some shit i, I don't want to hop on people's beats and shit like that was never really me you know what i mean like like i put like my all into like writing and shit like that so i'm not gonna like you know jump on some remix of some other person's beat and i'm not gonna put my all into you know so i just always focus on albums which probably maybe hurt me, or uh, I don't know, maybe I could have been more known if I kept dropping shit, you know what I mean?
0: It's a hard thing to say because it's the past, but I can say in the present, you look fucking cool on Spotify today. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> no, I mean that. And Yeah, that... Like, I, don't, I mean... <laughs> Like, you put up five projects. Like, I actually did not do as much of my due diligence as I should have. I was going to, like, you know, wing it a little bit. And then I'm like, yo, guys got, like, projects. Okay. Okay. Right? Like, sometimes, you know, six songs. Sometimes it's, like, three projects. But, no, you have, like, a consistent setup. And I really think that, in the end of the day, you're in a position where it's, like, people are going to go, bro you did all that more so now and you can actually work this angle to your benefit because looking into you is not disappointing all right like that's what i learned is looking into your shit is an exciting experience of bro this guy can rap wow that's versatile that's a lot of subject matters it's like you're actually kind of cool and yo it's not even just that man like there was one bar where it's like something something pound make an ounce out of it dotted and you're like kind of layering the weed bars into the so yo, there's these little things i of all your bars that's the only one i could remember right now but there were a few of them where i'm like yo he's actually saying some really smart shit yo did you hear what he just said there like i don't know you said you were watching the stream but i actually was doing that because i'm like yo these are like really smart things the man is saying so like, I, I definitely
2: yeah. So yeah, I, I
0: said,
1: uh, Calendice so gave me an ounce of hope. You know what I mean? Like, like, I'm like hustling to like, uh, um, for my dreams. You know what I mean? Like, like, so I can invest back to in myself. You know what I mean?
0: Man, I love it. It's, I get it. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense, but let's yeah. go back to like prior to 2012, when you put your album out and let's talk about how you transitioned into making that album and all the stuff that went into that
1: yeah I just had a flashback because like, the reason why I took so long like I, I kept recording at different studios you know and sometimes the studio was shut down so I have to like change and go to another studio and I, like hop to like three different studios whatever you know but also mm. like I, I wanted to get the right artwork and everything too you know so I had to find the right uh, the right uh, graphic designer so I ended up going with Lazy Eye and he did like classic albums like only built for Cuban Lancy you work with Ray Kwan, all these you know so, I wanted like the artwork. Like, up. It was, like, you already awesome got the
0: artwork done from the guy who did Only Built for Cuban Links? Part two,
1: part two. Okay. But yeah, two. he did like
0: classic albums.
1: Yeah, his name's like Lazy
0: Eye. Yeah. Okay. And okay. he did
1: like the first, like, I don't know, one of my albums or some shit like that, you know? And uh, yeah, so like I, I'm a perfectionist, so I wanted the artwork right. I wanted to write logos, you know? I, I, when I came, I wanted the, like the clothing line. I, like and then drop the album. I, you know, I had like big ambitions and shit like that, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, talk about the clothing like, line. Had... Talk about how you, yeah,
1: was... you Like I had like a like an ill logo by uh Lazy Eye, like the stratagems logo, you know what I mean? Like it's like my tattoo, but like with the uh, you know, like an S and a G, whatever, you know what I mean? And uh yeah, so I, I put that on shirts with the intricate plot records, it was like uh in my record label and with the Buddha child, you know, and um and and you know who I held that? Uh, I held that, uh, uh, preach, you know, because he's like my mentor, you know, like, and I, uh, he helped me print out like, uh, I don't know how much, like a hundred or something like that. And, uh, yeah, and, I mean, it was hard, like, selling them. So I ended up, like, probably like, just giving out for free with a CD or some shit like that, you know what I mean?
0: Right. still it's a good way to get your brand out there to have that done and the fact that you had that level of ambition probably told people like even if you take a fiscal loss right because maybe it was a money loss the brand gain the take you serious nature the like differentiation is big like i think not doing merch was a big blunder if i really think back i've had a logo for a minute and Maybe now oh, yeah. I want to be strategic with it, but I should have just slapped that shit on some shit before I had to be strategic in it. You know, like now I have to think about it. <laughs>
2: yeah. But
0: like I could have just. And if you mention that too,
1: you're asking around for like who does clothes and shit like that. That's why I thought of that too. You know what I mean?
0: And you just come off proper, right? Like you just kind of give off this like air of yo, I take my shit seriously. Like people seem to be attracted to people who are willing to invest in their shit, and so it kind of just sends that off, you know
1: yeah no i'll show you even if i took a loss or whatever you know I, in the end like they would know the logo you know they'll recognize the logo and, uh getting my name out there you know
0: and there's a lot of power in that if we even think back to what Callie was saying like his logo lasted like fucking 20 years or whatever and people still recognize it to this day so like yo there's a lot of power in what you're saying in terms of creating a level of visual yeah i had manix come through here and he had recognized my logo but had no idea what i did but he's seen the logo we before. Well, like,
2: at okay, least on yeah. Facebook,
0: right? Because I share all of my videos. So that logo has been shared yeah. for fucking years. So he, or even on hip hop, like, because in certain keywords, you might never click on my shit, but I actually show up in certain results if you're looking for album reviews, right? So he had just yeah, seen yeah. the logo enough times that it was familiar enough to him that he knew it was legit kind of a thing you know like it gave him a good sense or whatever and I think it's super interesting that we're talking about this because people you know I made this new logo I'm gonna fucking actually try to exploit it this time and do it all right you know instead of fucking wasting this new logo that I'm trying to launch so I'm glad we're having this chat because I think a lot of people underestimate the power of merchandising and while I've loafed on it I just uh sometimes when you get money you spend too much in your head and then you have to roll it back a little bit so you can actually afford some stuff but like in general, uh, I think there's a lot of power in having that kind of shit, you know? There's just a lot of power in it. So I'm glad that you you, sh- you did that, you know? Were you also doing videos and crap yeah. to promote it back then?
1: Yeah, like actually, like when I went to Dawson, I went I studied uh, um, like uh, cinema communications, you know? Mm. So that's what I actually wanted to do, like videos, like movies and shit like that. In the meantime, in between time, I was like writing a script, uh, you know what I mean? I wanted to shoot like a, I wrote like a full length script. I wanted to shoot like a movie, then do the soundtrack and all this shit. You know what I mean? Mm. But I scrapped that along the way. I still have it. You know what I mean? But like, uh, like I always want to do videos and shit like that,
0: you know? So that's crazy. So you were like, did you, so did you make the videos yourself or were you just like heavily invested in the process?
1: No, when I first started off, I, I made the videos myself, you know, but I was like limited because I didn't have the right like updated Mac and all this, you know, I didn't have like the right cameras on, you know, the right set of equipment, you know, so I didn't do it right. But you know what I mean? Like you could tell I could like edit right, you know, <laughs> but, but you like still... later on, I'll get other people do for me and then I'll edit it. And like lately, I I just let somebody else do it, you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, but like, the but I think it's really important though is from your story here is that you had a vision for how you wanted your shit to work out and maybe there were obstacles along the way but for every last one of them you found a path forward you know like you didn't just say fuck it my computer's not good enough no nah. you went ahead and you said fuck it it's gonna look shitty and made it anyway not shitty i know like, i don't I mean, know why i did
1: that you know because most people will hold that they have the most incredible shit but i was like yo i can't hold this shit you know what i mean like Anything I have, I get locked off you get hit by a bus, whatever. So I was like, "Yo, let me put this shit out." You know what I mean? Yeah, man. So
0: that was like, "My mentality." Yeah, but I think that's incredible. When I hear that, I think it was the right choice. I think it was the smartest shit you could have done. You know, because you pulled it off. Yeah. And then, so you end up dropping your album and it goes well and everything. What happens with that?
1: Um. Yeah. Like, like around Montreal, we we like sold a lot of like hand to hand type shit. You know what I mean? And uh, I put it up on Bandcamp and shit like that. And uh, even on, that's when I first went on TuneCore and shit like that. And it, we, you know, we did pretty well. You
2: went and, on uh, ToonCore in 2012?
1: Yeah. You know? I that's... was early on that shit. I yeah. when we first started, I think. Or like right around then, I guess.
0: Yo, what did ToonCore distribute it, like... you to back then? Like, well, what did you do with it? Like, where did you go? That's like pre-Spotify and shit.
1: It was like iTunes and shit like that. I okay. don't remember it was like a whole... Yeah, you know like probably napster all this you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah.
0: mm. right because there were other digital stores yo that's fucking crazy dude was Wait, it? when did it spotify come out though spotify is like what 2014 15 somewhere 16 i i, I oh, yeah, start yeah. using yeah. it in 2016 um i don't think it was out in okay. 2012 it might have been i don't know i can probably google that shit, but i didn't know about it back then <laughs> Either way, uh, maybe it did. Yeah. I just didn't realize TuneCore is that old. TuneCore is like an OG in that yeah. game. Oh yeah, shit! Man. Apparently, Spotify That's came what? out in like 2007, hey, and I'm just wrong as fuck. 2007, holy fuck! Dude. Yo, shout out Ismail for okay. uh, saying I- that. So yeah, I didn't even know. Yeah, um, oh, two thousand eight. He corrected it. Either way, that's not the point. The point is, I was wrong, and that's just what happened. And thank goodness there's an audience who can correct us in real time. Shout out Ismail Gadamsi, you're fucking awesome. <laughs> but um, so that's crazy though that you were on TuneCore back then. Was it hard to get on, or was it the same kind of deal like you pay X amount and you're in, or was it like more? It
1: the process, you know? maybe the, the the payment was different or whatever back then. I think i got like some uh, a good deal somehow um but yeah, yeah was pretty much the same you know and i've been on like tunker ever since you know every album i drop is with them you
0: know fair enough i can yeah. appreciate that i was like they're very expensive <laughs> they're very expensive and switched to distro kid personally but distro, no, okay. distro kid doesn't let you quit right so like here's the thing about Distrokid. Ooh, we just got an update so spotify was only available in canada in 2014 but it existed back in the day you'll love the chat y'all are wonderful people right man you half right, I guess. <laughs> um, so I remembered a significant date, but I was wrong about, like, the history. That's fair. They're not even Canadian, so why would they start here? Uh, we're not even the first place to get yeah. shit because we're fucking Canada. <laughs> you know, sometimes I forget. We're Canada. Yeah. Do you remember back in the day when, mm. like, movies and shit would actually come out in the States before they would come out in Canada? And we had, like, the back release dates.
1: No way. I don't remember that, but I remember it was CDs and shit like that. Yeah. We were always getting late, you know what I mean? I'm like, what the fuck? You don't have the new Bone album, and it's released in the, it's released in the States, and you don't have it in Canada? No, that, that shit used to kill me.
0: Yeah. I not believe it. I mean, it happened small scale, but Canada's in the Cool Kid Club, so we get all the new shit when it drops, because it is what it is. Um, nah, that's crazy still, is that you were on TuneCore back then, so you put it out, and uh, how'd you push it? So you did the hand-to-hand sales you were saying, actually. And then were you doing a lot of shows and yeah. whatnot uh, still?
1: No, uh, you know what? Like, um, we did like a release,
0: what do you call it? Like an
1: uh, album release party or whatever at uh, at Underworld. It was Underworld at the time. Oh, shit. I don't know what it is now or whatever. It closed. Yeah. Um, yeah, not what the name of it now, but yeah. And we pushed it like that, you know, was putting out flyers and shit like that. And, and uh, yeah, just on the streets hustling, like, you know what I mean? Like independently, like just handing out flyers and shit like that and then we did like a, a album release party there at Underworld that's how we pushed it you know and it was like a slash uh, video premiere of like Stumbling Blocks you know so I premiered a video at my album release party
0: so he pulled out like a projector and you know what's funny though yeah go
1: ahead yeah yeah I had shit like that but uh, yeah Rico Blocks he, he, uh, he opened for me I remember you mentioned him and shit like that So yeah we're family he opened for me back then in 2012 you know what
0: I mean yeah that's fire that's cool man um and then you premiered the video yo people used to do that eh i've seen i used to see those events and i don't see them no more that's probably like a really smart idea like why why do we stop? i guess maybe because of the internet but yo even still like i would maybe go to an event to watch it like the day before like a kanye west album listening party you know how he did it like the day before and then he put it out to the world like it's kind of like that right like if you want the exclusive release you got to come to this fucking show and watch it and then the rest of the world gets it. I yeah. don't know. That's a cool idea, man. I'm glad you shared that.
1: Yeah, it's true. They don't do that no more. It just dawned on me. <laughs> That's back then, but yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, what uh so what happens after that then? Are you uh do you remain active with it? Wow. And Yeah, for sure. I was like
1: um after that, I seen like, you know, like how uh, I tested the waters with like the, the group album, you know what I mean? And I already had like my, my solo album recorded at the same time I was recording my, my solo at the same time I was recording the group album, you know? Mm. And uh, I waited like three more years to drop. I dropped it in 2015, but I had it ready in 2012. I don't know how I had that patience back then. It was killing me. But the reason why too is because um also, like a friend I went to Wager, his name's Kyle. He's like one of the craziest like photographers, and uh, he did my album artwork. You know what I mean? We shot it at like the sugar factory, uh, sugar mill factory. I think it like it closed down or he broke it down or whatever. You know, it was right. like near the CA wall, and he did the craziest artwork for me. It's the one in a billion uh, um, artwork, you know. But I, I couldn't get a hold of him. His father died, passed away or whatever, and I like so for a year I couldn't get the artwork for you know. So that, that held it up, you know? And that's why it took so long to, to drop that. But I guess, it was, you know, in hindsight, it was right. You know, the right year, 2015, I dropped that uh, on um, Chinese New Year. And I, I did a video in, in Chinatown, and I dropped that video on Chinese New Year, you know? The same day. Yeah, that's really cool. So I guess everything worked out for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's cool that. You like, that that's, like, probably the most... No, sorry, what were we gonna say? It's probably the most what?
1: Most press I got is like from my first first album, you know? Like uh like Hip Hop Canada like wrote an article for me, you know what I mean? And uh that really pushed my video and I did like four thousand something views and shit like that. Like my most viewed video was like my first video, you know?
0: Yo, that's nifty. You're not the first person to bring up Hip Hop Canada writing about them. And they were approachable by you, would have to have reached out to them, I think, if I'm not mistaken, and sent them your shit, or did they find you?
1: No, that's what I did. I just like blindly sent the emails, like Sarah. She's the one that she, she, she fucked with my shit, like heavy, you know? And she wrote this whole article the next day, like I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh fuck. And I felt like, yo, I made it or some shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, oh fuck. And she appreciated bars, and like she understood everything. I had the big pine, uh, uh, Two neck and shit like that and she, she really fucked with it you know and i was like oh fuck but she it's
0: cra- it's crazy though because yeah the fact is like it's interesting how in the blogging era there was a lot of like promoting of people done and then nowadays it's almost like reactions are here and i don't know that they have i don't wonder if they have the same impact like there's not a lot of reactions focused on montreal artists and what if maybe 30 reaction channels just appeared focusing on montreal like you, you i wonder if that would like actually have a bigger impact than i would have ever given it credit to in the past because tomorrow i hear about is this blog like you know because it's canada it's big or whatever anyway i'm just kind of you're giving me ideas yeah. but yo we got a couple of comments uh one is from again vincent price he says underworld is called newspeak now and then we don't know if it's coming back and,
1: that's it, uh-huh.
0: and then <laughs> Shut okay, up! Yeah, it was
1: like, the tip of my tongue. I even
0: remember.
1: Shout out to Vincent Price. I, I used to work in a video store with him. Uh, Yo, you, video, work- you know
0: what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. I worked in a video store too. I worked at a Super Club Videotron back oh, in the day. So like, not not the same one, but oh, still video stores.
2: <laughs>
0: no, I, I did the one in oh, uh, Mary. No, in Day Source At a when I was 17 or 16, we moved to the West Island. So I worked at the two okay. Le Super Club Videotrons on Boulevard De Sours. Um, and whatever. But still, man, video stores are an experience in a fucking half. And yo, having access to free movies got me a girlfriend. So, like, it was a very cool experience in my life. Like, uh,
1: my, you know, uh, my accident shit. Yeah. Same story, man. It's crazy. And I always wanted a story like that because I always wanted to be a director. And I'm like, yo, that's the whole quentin Tarantino story. You know what I mean?
0: Yo, go mm-hmm. on about that. Tell people what you mean. This time you should elaborate.
1: Okay, like. Like, basically, if they didn't know, like, Quinn Tarantino worked at a video store. That's where he got, like, you know, his schooling and shit like that, you know? So when I heard that, you know, I like, I always wanted to work at a video store and do the same thing, and that's exactly what I did. I was study movies. I was, I was always been a movie buff, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. same thing with Vince, you know? Like, he has the crazy collection. But, yeah, um... So yeah, I always wanted to be a director, too, you know what I mean? I wanted to direct my movie, star in that shit, edit that shit, everything, you know what I mean? And, uh, so that's, that's how he started. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's like, that's, I wanted a similar story like that, too, you know? Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean by that. Yeah, I feel that. Thanks for that. Lindell, I see your question. We're going to get to it. But, yo, shout out Famous Videos. I know exactly what the fuck that is, given where I grew up. So I know that yeah. place. Man, I grew, I went to Wager. I grew up in the hood, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know all of it. Like, this yeah. is just my, I mean. That's
1: my hood video story, you know? The real hood
0: video story. <laughs> but um you know it's entirely possible like i just went when you were there when i was younger with my dad and shit and like you served me movies once upon a time like that's a realistic thing that could have just happened you know what i'm saying but like it maybe didn't but
2: that could happen you.
0: <laughs> anyhow um the other Talk one though you. is an, and shout out linda williams he's one of the patrons so big love to him and this guy's been ride or die since like 2017 like for real this guy has probably watched everything so big love to Lindell. Oh,
2: yeah. And
0: uh, shout out Ismail too. He's been ride or die for a long time too, which is fucking cool. So shout out both of them. They're fucking in the chats watching this now. But Lindell wants to know what are your top five rap or beyond rap? So, what are your top five music videos of all times, especially with you being a video guy? What are your top five music videos? And if y'all also have questions. Boy,
1: fuck. Um, I gotta say, Crossroads—that's uh, like the first like million-dollar budget video I've ever seen. You know what I mean, with the special effects and shit. And they're going up the mountain, and you got to to the fucking Grim Reaper and shit like that. You know what I mean? Mm. Crossroads, definitely that one. Maybe even like Triumph and shit. That—that that too, that was like big, like a big budget shit. You know what I mean? And that was a big video. Um, hmm. You know what was a crazy video? Quiet Storm, but like the first one. You know what I mean?
0: No idea, but Bob then- Deep. Other people will know what you mean, so it doesn't matter if I do.
1: In the building and shit, hiding in vents and shit with the fucking zip board, like behind the desk and shit. Yo, that video was, like, fucking amazing, man. Like, that definitely. So what's that? Like, that's three. And, uh, you know what? Even, like, big pun. Like, uh, I'm not a player. Not even still not a player, but the first video. Did you see that one?
0: Yeah. I did. I'm not a I, player? I don't remember. He, yeah, he that's, not, whole, that's not that's not the one with the together. clubs. Is that the one on the boats? Um
1: no no not it was like uh, he was like uh doing like the good fellas, the Scarface shit. He was like he was in a club, like the scarf the whole Scarface scene with uh you know what I mean? With the comedian and shit like that.
0: Yeah, okay, okay, and, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I know
1: that was a good video. Like that, you know I mean? Yeah, yeah, like that that really was amazing to me. Um and, yeah, he's, like, dancing and shit like that and all that shit. You know what I mean? He's so big, you know? That blew me away. So, was that? like That's four. And, uh, fuck. It's hard, man. Shit. I don't know. Like, a couple, like, uh, like, you know, Missy did, like, a, a crazy videos. You know, Busta Rhymes did, like, crazy videos. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah. But, this, the spikes. Was it Spike something? Yeah, whatever. The guy that did all those videos with them that were really fucking nuts
1: um like Hype Williams that's the one not
0: Spike Hype Hype Williams I fucked that up again wow
1: it's hard for me to think of a fifth one man this is fucking hard man like oh um shit like Callie recently showed me one though and uh it was like this guy doing his whole fucking video backwards so he memorized the lyrics to songs backwards and then he did the whole video backwards like that. You know what I mean? Uh, that shit blew me away. I don't even know what that was, but you know, mm-hmm. like that the creative everything he put into that. And I think it was one long take or something like that too. Like I don't know, like how he did that shit.
0: Yo, I can take a one video like that, and inspire some like YLF it's guy. Sorry, it's like a singy it's not song. Not hip hop. Uh, But he's like signed to Psychopathic or Magic Ninja is the only guy I can think of who did that. And it's like a background. The whole video goes backward. Anyway, it's fucking cool. I don't know if it's the same one, but if it is, that's crazy because I can think of a video that's just like that. That's fucking cool. And it is more singy. It's a guy's tattoos or whatever in a suit. And like, I don't know if that's the same one. That's the one I can think of.
1: Okay, I I can't imagine that somebody else would do that because that takes like a lot of work to even memorize your backwards, like like the motions of your mouth, yeah, mouthing that backwards. You know what I mean? Like, I did a video like uh like with Baited Breath for my first album, like uh and it was in slow motion, but I had to shoot it fast, you know, double as fast, so it like, and then he slowed it down so it looked like I was like, and that was already hard enough, but imagine
0: doing that shit like backwards, you know. Hold up. You had to go really, really fast so that he could slow shit down. Oh, right. So that when in slow motion, you're looking normal. Oh, so like fuck. On beat, you know? To the
1: right tempo, but I have to go do it super fast. So I'll do hand gestures, everything fast, but then you see it slow down and then it goes exactly with the words. Yeah, that's my video with Beta Breath, my second video. Yes. It's about suicide and shit like that. It's a video.
0: Yeah, that's serious that's cool that you write about yeah. that kind of stuff yo I got another yeah. question yeah. for you this one's from Ismail and then I want to ask you a bit more about what you read about because I realized we kind of skimmed over your content a bit um, but who's your favorite Asian rappers right now maybe
1: it's like uh, Year of the Ox you know what I mean like uh, that's like uh, what's the name Lyrics and uh, and JL it went viral with this one uh, song Seven Rings and they it really Spit, man. Make it like, make it like spit, spit, like you know, like real hip hop shit, like you know. But before that, like, uh, like, when I first first started rapping, like I started rapping first before I seen any Asian rappers, you know. Right. But then I think the Mountain Brothers, you know what I'm talking about? The Mountain Brothers, underground the uh, Asian rap group, like a studio And uh, one of them still making music, Tops. And uh, they had the song Galaxies and shit like that. And it was like pretty heavy rotation, like Rap City and shit like that. You know, when I seen that, I'm like, yo, I could fucking do it. I, I could really do this thing. You know what I mean? Because I was like, oh, they're getting exposure and shit like that. And then you care how they look like, you know, they just fuck with the skills. And you know? it's like some real hip hop shit. But then after that, it was Jin, you know what I mean? After I seen that Freestyle Friday shit. But it was funny is that like, I was onto Jin before that Freestyle Friday, all that shit. I was like, I seen all his battles before that shit, you know? like this on on the internet like i couldn't believe i like, think some asian kids just ripping everybody with the comebacks you know the distance is asian blah blah, blah. then he'll you he'll know, you know, just come back with like a rebuttal that was just blown away like so what i'm asian and then just destroy this whole shit you know so after seeing Jin, that's what like, really influenced me like oh fuck maybe i could do this on a major scale or some shit you know
0: but i think it's crazy is in what you just said is like a really big thing about representation right um because you're like yo i saw these dudes and that made me feel like i can go do it and when you hear the big uh representation in hollywood conversation like the idea is that there's not enough people in the roles therefore not enough people can visualize themselves actually going to do it so i think it's crazy Mm -hmm. how just naturally that poured out of you right like that wasn't just some scripted shit that was just how you felt so i think it's interesting because yeah um yeah Jin is cool I know who Jin is because I uh, say He actually got big enough to like hit my life at one point. He was like yeah. the best battle rapper.
1: <laughs> mm. um,
0: that's probably what it was, but I didn't know what that was at that time. I only know what that was is because I spoke to Bones Brigante and he explained it to me. And uh, that was cool because he, he had a run there. So I know what it is now. But I just know Jin was big enough that I'd heard of him. Uh, but Ismail recommends checking out Ruby Ibada, who's pretty fucking fire. I really like her. And uh Bamboo.
1: Yeah, I heard of Bamboo. Yeah, I heard of Bamboo for sure. But uh, the first one I never heard of her. Yo, she's fire. And, uh, female female say, Asian rapper, oh, that's even more rare, you know? The only one I know is like Major Lim or whatever, you know? Yeah,
0: Yo, I know Major, Major One. Major. Yeah, Major One's fucking fire though. Like I really liked Major One. She popped up for a minute. Um Cause my dude uh likes asian girls so when he found an asian female rapper it was like actually yo bro you gotta check this but then it like she was fired with it right she has that video where she's in red and she like walks out into the street and all this kind of like happens and i'm like yo that's actually a really good video now that i think about it lindell just on the subject of good videos um i, okay, I opened up her in like hold up that's crazy uh,
1: maybe, yeah.
0: You opened yeah. up for, who like, else did? Alright, let's name drop some people. Who else did you fucking open up for? Who did you get to meet? This is fucking cool shit. Yeah,
1: I opened up for Cool Herc. I opened up for like uh, DJ Kubert. I opened up for, my proudest moment is when I opened up for like Mob Deep. You know? Well, this is after Prodigy passed
2: mm.
1: unfortunately. I got to meet him before that, but like I opened up for like my last big, big show before all this shit was like uh, Mob Deep, but it was just Havoc big noid and the DJ was LES you know like legends you know what I mean and uh yeah big facts yeah like uh it was like a Prodigy, prodigy tribute tour or whatever you know what I mean so I I, I drove havoc like me and skin deep uh went to Ottawa we picked him up and shit like that you know so I spent time with him chilling and he he also has an Asian fetish it's funny because right when you mentioned that I thought of havoc right away
0: he's like yo hook me up with some Asian show he's fine you know <laughs> that is fucking incredible dude um that's a cool anecdote i love that and you i love the fact that how did you how did you get to be the guy to drive him how did you pull that off that sounds like a cool privilege
1: it's crazy because like from high school everybody knows like i'm the biggest mob beat fan you know what i mean like i love Pi GP. like he was like one of the lyricists you know in high school i was like yo this guy is like one of the best like uh rappers with the starting line you know what i mean like the first bars like the first opening bars he always kills it you know. And he had like one of the de- best voices, like, like, you know, sure. one of the best voices like
0: uh, like, uh,
1: unquestionable. And, uh, yeah. So everybody knew that I love mob beef and, um, and you know, who hooked it up was D shade, you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: no shit. D
1: yeah, The you know, culture, you know,
0: D shade. I, so, I, uh, I know D shade from a uh, hip hop karaoke. Okay. I knew okay, D shade yeah. for like six or seven years. I had no idea who D Shade was. Then I found out who D Shade was. And I was like, oh my god. I had access to this guy for seven years and never even bothered to like ask him questions. And I felt like yeah. such an idiot, right? Like all I had to do is talk to this guy about his career and I would have learned so much shit. <laughs> and I was just so yeah. into myself I never bothered to like pay attention to my surroundings. But yo, yeah. D Shade is a legend. That is what He's it is.
1: He's And And, uh, yeah, I have a funny story how I met DJ too, actually. It was like, uh, I was on a set of a movie. I was like an extra on a movie and shit like that. I think the movie was called Heist. It was like a, a heist movie and shit. And cool. I remember I, I met him on set and he was like the bus driver and shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you you tend to listen to music and shit like that. He's driving the bus and shit like that. So I, I met him on that level. But uh, same thing. Like, uh, he didn't even know I rapped and shit like that. You know what I mean? Until, like, later on. And I just didn't him at every show and like um my last like my last solo project or whatever uh better tomorrow he was in the video uh for euphoria why you know so he, he was like he, he did a cameo for me in the video he just happened to be there and, you know he showed me love and shit like that you know
0: that's big man congrats yeah. that's huge yeah that's. Fu- i'm jealous not like negative jealous but like yo that's fucking cool man
1: the scene is like crazy because we were in front of this green screen you know what i mean i had like um this whole background with the black panthers and, and yellow peril and shit like that you know and he was pissed up it was like you gotta check out that video you know what i mean i to absolutely down,
0: plan you know? on it <clears throat> i mean yeah definitely well that's that's the goal of a lot of this is to learn it because yeah one day i would like to speak with D Shade, and when i do i would like to be very prepared with stories and knowledge on that guy because his name comes yeah. up a fair bit yo for y'all that don't even know like shades of culture is a banger they have an album on spotify that if you play it today it just sounds amazing like it's just like an yeah. amazing album that holds up today and honestly dude is just the most humble respectable um, like you would like he's just such a cool dude in general but i don't know i like good. him
1: he's, uh, such a good guy you know what
0: I mean? yeah, yeah straight up um so that's crazy um so yo basically then throughout this whole period you're opening for a couple of interesting acts um are you leveraging the internet throughout this period to your advantage or are you more relying on the live scene to drive you forward
1: i guess a little bit of both you know what i mean like uh, i guess i set up a a website i think it might even be down now but you know i I had like google.com and Mm. uh and, uh, you know, I mean, I put that everywhere. I see, you know, you might have seen the stickers, you know what I mean? So I, I try to like... Drive Wait, traffic what was website. Who the child dot com. You might have seen it. I have my logo. I, it's everywhere downtown, I, you
0: know? I pe- I believe I have seen that, actually, on the Metro. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it wasn't me. It might have been uh, somebody else. But yeah,
0: it's <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so, I mean, look, I'm not ever going to promote sticker marketing because it's a lot of plastic. But is it actually kind of effective because yo i know what Infowars was because that shit got plastered all over ndg at one point i don't know why it did but it was everywhere at ndg and you would see it all the time it would get taken down and a new one would go up and i'm not saying this is a cool strategy but it does work <clears throat> oh,
1: yeah. info wars what is
0: that again alex jones's shit
2: oh, okay okay yeah, yeah.
0: So, uh, there was somebody that was so into his shit that like, they were literally posting stuff all over my neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, I was living on Elmhurst at the time. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, that, that's
0: I, yeah. <laughs> uh I don't actually know Iblast. I know of, I, okay. So one time I met Iblast and I was an mm-hmm. idiot. Uh, a lot of my early career is I was an idiot cause there's not other ways to describe moments really. Um, so I guess it's just stuff not to do, but so Iblast um ends up being at the bar because i lived across the street from goldie's and it's like 11 <laughs> o'clock on a work night and all i had to do yeah. is hang out with iblast and who the fuck knows maybe i could have got like a connection or us or something even just i blast bump my tune or something could have happened instead i said i gotta go to work and i went back to bed like a fucking thing mean, when i think about it now i'm like what did that communicate to these people about how serious or not i am about my game and shit and i'm like Phew. So i technically met iBlast one time, but I more know Mm -hmm. of iBlast. Um, i more like understand his significance and I have probably watched all of his music videos because I was sincerely a fan of his music. Like when I saw iBlast, I was like, holy shit. That's like a plus professional level. And then I saw the, the, the shit dirt work was touching. And then I said, yo, know, this is like 2012, 20, and this was like, yo, these guys is like fucking real rappers, and I'm just a fucking chump, right? Like, it blew my mind, uh, honestly. And so, like, when you see all that, and it's like, damn, and then, like, time passes and stuff, I don't think people really understand how, like, tight their shit really was. Like, it, it, it actually spread. Like, it was more like the fan in me than the rapper in me that, like, led me to these guys because I got exposed to it through, like, a social network effect and shit. Anyway. Oh, so but, yeah. Um, so, back to you, though. So, you were, like, uh, how are you using the internet at this time? At this time, uh, so, we're talking about, like, 2012-ish. Yeah, and beyond over the next few years as social media evolves.
2: Yeah,
1: I guess like I was, was on Facebook or whatever, you know what I mean? Then I guess my face my face fizzled out and uh so I was on like SoundCloud probably or like SoundClick even before that if you remember that shit. I, do, I guess
0: I know what it is, but I don't right? remember
1: it. <laughs> I guess it was SoundCloud before SoundCloud, you know what I mean? And now then SoundCloud and shit. And maybe even before that it was like uh band camp and shit like that, you know? And, uh, that was cool, you know, we, we, like people could pay whatever they wanted. And my friends would support and they me up with like tw- $20 for an album or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like some of my friends really supported and shit like that. Mm. And, uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't think I have like the hugest internet presence, you know, I wasn't on every blog and shit like that, you know, but I, I don't even think the blogs are heavy these days now, right? Like you were mentioning like people doing like reaction videos and shit like that.
0: Yeah. It's a better grind to pursue. I would, I would recommend as an artist. I think interviews is yeah. smart. Like, you should hit up 514 Online Mix straight up. They'll fucking interview yeah, you. Yeah, I
1: just have it's
0: happened like, this recently and stuff like that. Yeah, I might, I might hit up, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you should hit her up. I don't know. I'm, I'll promote her. I mean, uh, a few other people seem to be dibbling and dabbling. Uh, if other people pop up, I recommend doing that. <clears throat> Look, I recommend doing reactions over album reviews because people will watch reactions. They're not really going to watch your long... If you're gonna do anything like review wise it should be like 15 20 minutes or less if it because my content's too long anything i do for you will be like an hour and a half i don't know how to make them shorter so like it's not for me it's like i wouldn't recommend that if you're actively trying to promote yourself that's like for your hardcore fan base but instead reactions um so like in the way that you used to like hit up blog lists and shit right you can kind of just hit up youtubers um i'm not gonna lie like motherfuckers uh, will hit my comments. I don't really click on those guys, but people email me, right? Cause you can get to my email in the about section of my YouTube channel. And I'll get like every kind of press kit level you've ever seen from like shit that looks like weird to like the simplest one-liners to elaborate emails. Like it's fucking interesting. And I'm not really famous, dude. I got like 2000 and change subs on fucking YouTube and i already get fucking people but i've been getting emails for shit for a couple of years now right like yo hit up anybody and trust all these guys at like 50 100 whatever subs that guy could blow up to fifty thousand subscribers like overnight too right so you should hit up all these low-end guys who aren't gonna think to charge you and get yeah. them to cover your shit and get like a network effect in place because there's got to be like other people watching what's popping down there so like hit up reaction people just like fucking email them though that would be my best advice just straight up email them and act like you know respectful like yo bro i love your shit and then watch their shit because yo it's so obvious when you don't watch the shit so you know what the fuck okay, it is no, right?
1: that's why i had to make sure that i've seen a few like interviews before i did this you know what i mean like, i can't fake it and shit like that there's no fake about me you know but i respect I like, that's that how actually like four models like that and how it's gonna go and shit like that but yeah i guess like reaction videos are like quicker you know what I mean like people don't have like an attention span these days and um Callie Mercury was trying to break that down to me because like my first few albums were like full-length albums you know 11 songs 12 songs and shit like that you know what I mean and uh, like only this album I had to fight him and shit like that he wanted me to make like five joints I had to like put six you know what I mean like, I can't cut off like songs you know what I mean so I just made it six joints and shit like that
2: yeah
0: I and, like
1: made... I even had songs on this album were like three verses you know what I mean He's like, yo, there's no way that they're going to go through three verses. I'm like, fuck him, man. I'm not wasting yo, these bars, yeah. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I know that Kylie might be watching. I don't think he is because I haven't seen him there. But straight up, I don't 100% agree with him. I agree with him if your goal is mainstream success. Mm-hmm. But if your goal is to build a niche audience of people who support you, yeah. uh, do what the fuck you want within reason. So look, your three verse song, I don't know, dude. I got a lot of people to listen to three verse songs this year, okay? Like um, a lot of people listen to my three verse songs. So I'm not agreeing with him on that point and I'll challenge him anytime. I think I questioned him on, on his interview and I'll question it again because yo, there's a lot of people that like it. Are you saying a million? Maybe not a million, but do you need a million? Nah, like a thousand's nice, okay? Like a thousand paying clients, fuck off that's like quit your job money at that point um so that's that's how i look at it like you don't need the million but then yeah. you get to the album length and i have to highly agree with him more than i'd like to admit because you know, had a data substantiated it I, they all dropped off after track five on my last release i'm like yo you know,
1: you're never really like every like your last few tracks is never gonna be as much as like the first few, you know so but. i it, like you know probably
0: I'm not like fully willing to give it up. So check it. I want my albums. I don't give a shit. I'm conceptualizing an album right now, <clears throat> but I can compromise. I'm going to okay. release it in chunks of three. And then the last chunk of three will be the full album. That way I okay. get that way. It still gets released as an album and people can just like listen to it in order. But, uh, yo, strange music did this shit and I don't like no it. Yeah, Strange Music been doing this for a minute. They've been doing like a part A, a part B, or whatever, a four track, four, whatever, five. And then you get that out and most people will listen to that shit. And then when it drops at the end, and end is the full album. So I I mean, I'm like, look, man, I don't like this on a personal level. I think it's stupid. But just cause I think it's stupid doesn't make it less effective and shit, right? Like, merker has got a point. When it comes down yeah. to consumption of music at an album level, there are people who will listen to your 13-track project a lot less than these days. But apparently, like, the three-track thing—you
1: know what I mean—they probably like listen to five and come back to it not in the entirety. You know, Like mm-hmm. no one's really like,
0: dedicated like nah. Ismail I mean. Gadamsi is dedicated like that. That guy's a real one. Yeah. He'll listen to your album front to back, Bump your whole fucking discography. He is like the kind of fan. The world dreams of and pretends doesn't exist but i'm like yo ismail is a real one that guy's a real one he's fucking I mean, a proper one
2: like sure. yo,
0: he's sitting there watching you he heard your shit before he was vibing um like he oh. i'm sure he's gonna go bump it after i he's that kind of guy like he, he's he's cool and supportive like that i'd have to say I think there may be something to the smaller project release strategy. But even take your six track—if you do it in two parts, hypothetically, is good on two fronts, right? One on the you'll get more attention for each part, and then on the other, you spread out your release. Exactly.
1: To you know, so, me, it's genius. Though. I didn't even know people were doing it like that. I didn't know strange music doing it like that. You know, it's like you're giving people a preview of it before the whole album type shit. You know? Yeah. Um, I it's get. Like your own shit before the shit comes out, kind of thing. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah i want to like take i think like the future is going to go next level with it take a look at mike shinoda from lincoln park right um mm-hmm. so he's on twitch all year making uh, making music and all these live sessions and like the fans i guess will contribute in some way or another and then he released three volumes of quarantine sessions and it's just him on twitch making uh music and it's like yo hold the fuck up you got to consider it man his twitch is monetized there are going to be people donating. This, that, the next oh, yeah. thing, all the way throughout. So he's already on a live stream before the album even comes out, collecting a revenue and gaining hype on this project, and now people feel like they're a part of. And I'm going, yo, the future is not album sales, guy. <laughs> it's album making live in front of people.
1: Wow, and like the, he's interactive with the fans. Like you will be like, oh, I don't like that chorus or change
0: that line, and he'll do it i don't know i didn't actually watch it i don't know how much i'd be that like level of it but i would interact with the fans and, and consider it like my homeboy Lemaf, he's on twitch right now well maybe not right right now but he plays minecraft and shit but then he freestyles so like if you follow him he'll bust a little fucking freestyle and then people throw words in the chat and he fucking busts a freestyle but he also does beat making and so he'll play with the snare. And people are like, yo, that snare is too this, the things like that. Yo, <laughs> your rap sucked. Yo, your rap was good. Yo, that bar was trash. Yo, that bar was good. So, like, in a sense, it kind of recreates a little bit some of that environment you were describing. Because, yo, we can't be in the lab now. We're literally not allowed out of the apartment right now. We're stuck at home until tomorrow at 5 or 6 in the morning. So, like... I can't
1: believe this. Like, I never had to sit down like this, like, in my whole life. Like, you know what I mean? This is it. Like- but nothing maybe, you know
0: what I mean. <laughs> but like i'm just saying for an example like i think the future is album making live in front of audiences and shit like that because yo i mean like really <coughs> if nobody's selling albums what does anybody have to lose i'm not saying that people don't sell albums but like you can see the clear decline in fucking industry money of album sales as a whole like it's not like that doesn't trickle all the way fucking down to local right so, shout out. People. It's like
1: whole singles now. like yeah, It's a singles game now, you know, not like whole albums, you know? I, I, know, I know what you're saying. But, like, uh, going back to what you were saying, though, it's like the reason why I'm interested is like you see the artist's whole creative process and shit like that, you know? Mm. Like, you see how they, they actually make songs. Like, maybe sometimes they won't even write it down. They write it in their head or some shit like that, you know? And you go straight into the booth and shit like that. Or, you know, pen and pad with it, old school shit with it, you know? So, yeah, that, that's why I fuck with it.
0: Yeah, and to Ismail's point, um also uh sorry, Lindell also had a comment, but to Ismail's point, uh many albums really need time to be made. And I appreciate what your sentiment is there, because you're right. Um It's it's the big pickle of today, right? Like, yo yeah. so like ideally what you would probably do is because that's what mixtapes were, if you think about it, like throwaways, right? So you would do two yeah. things at once.
1: I in that, you know what I mean? Like, I can't just do
0: some half you know? But yo, check it. Yeah. I put out a bunch of bullshit in these contest verses recently. So I'm doing all these contests yeah. now. So I'm throwing my own at this point, because fuck it. I'd rather be a contest thrower. I don't like it that much. But yo, <laughs> here and there, I want to throw in, because you hear the beat, yeah. You write a little 16, yeah. a little whatever. You rap it. You're yeah. like, I'm never going to win this shit. I don't give a fuck. And you spit no, that shit. No. Uh, no, dude, I know because I know what they're looking for and I'm not really what a lot of these guys are looking for. Um, they're really into that battle rap punsy puns and like a certain kind of rap. And I just um plus hey, how, yo how yo, there's also like other rules to this shit. Like I don't wanna memorize my verses for a contest. Like to me that's like way too much effort. I did
1: not even know memorized? Like, can't you memorized it. Because I'm you? just gonna
0: fucking yeah, but you can see it on my fucking eyes and shit when I'm recording the video, right? <laughs> so like people can I, I faked it one time, but it was a lot of effort to fake it. I had to write on my whiteboard and wear sunglasses. It was too much effort to fake it. So it's just fuck <laughs> it, I'm gonna lose your contest. But yo, when I posted to Instagram after I get to put out a little hashtaggy poos and I get a couple of little followers off of it. And I'm like, yo, that's cool. Cause you, I put out a music video and the same thing happened on my Instagram and a music video is going to take a lot longer to make. Yo, but here's the thing. I'm watching these kids and they just putting out anything. Oh fuck it. Watermarked fucking not paid program. All that. You know, like how like you, cause we're like from the, you know, you can't, you can't show off that you haven't, they're like, fuck like, like, sorry can't show off that you have no money has to be the premium version kids are like fuck that watermark that ain't gonna stop me posting it and i'm like shit this is a whole new world this is a different yo so like to that point i don't think that albums need to be compromised to play the game but in a lot of ways, we have to be willing to expose a lot of our shittier rhymes for the sake of creating content to, like, repurpose. Like, I started an acapella series for 15 weeks. No I, way. I put up 15 yeah. acapellas in 15 weeks because, yeah, I was like, I don't need a fucking sound engineer. I can just rap this.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Even on my first album, I dropped an acapella song, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I heard it. I heard that shit, actually. It was fucking fire. You're like, uh, the 16-something, the 16-whatever, and yeah, it was fucking nice, man. It actually stuck with me because it was crisp and clear, and it came in nice. I appreciated that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Cormega used to do that shit. If you listen back to the realness, he used to always drop the acapella every album, you know? And I was going to continue on, but I was like... I don't know if you really fuck with it, you know i'd rather have a hard beat or something like that you know I, I i never actually continued on with that but my first album i wanted to do that
0: i thought it was cool and it stood out and honestly it's the thing i remember most off your first album is the acapella track and this dj scratching because okay. i only heard it one time so that was like one listen i remember the acapella okay. track and the dj scratching those are the things that stuck okay, I, wow. you were good don't get me wrong i enjoyed listening to it but like what stood out to me was the acapella track because it was so crisp it was on point like it felt like there was a beat there but you were still just doing it
1: yeah wow i'm glad that that stuck with you wow i never really got feedback on that you know what i mean so i didn't know if people fucked with it or not you know i I just threw it out there you know but yeah that my first album like uh, i waited so long to put that out you know and uh like each album i can remember like every aspect of my life like you know what i mean it's like a time capsule like even how i mentioned that in the acapella and shit like that you know so like with that first album it brings me back to like the video story you know what i mean and like uh where, where i met my girl and it was like a toxic relationship you know it was, my, it was like my broker days and shit like that so that first album just brings me back to, to that moment you know what i mean and uh yeah with each album is like a time capsule like and like like, sometimes between albums, albums, I, I live my life and shit like that, you know what I mean? So with this last one, you know, I just had a kid and everything, so I wanted to stamp that, you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to, like, have that time capsule and, uh, you know, and even, like, capture the moment of the whole process of how my child was born and all that, you know what
0: I mean? Yeah, that sounds a fucking smash to me. Look, it's just so honest and raw. It's just, like, there's a passion to what you do. Like, it really does feel like everything I heard of your music is super candid and super real about who you are and what you're trying to bring out in terms of energy to it. Have you always kept your music like that? Has that always been important to you?
1: Yeah, like, I always felt like I had to keep it real, you know what I mean? Like, I might have started off like, you know, uh, but that's what it was, like, me back then. But then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna write about my life, you know what I mean? Like, no faking it Like, whatever you hear, like, I really been through, you know what I mean? Like, I hate all these rappers, like, talking about all this shit. It's like, I really know you. and Like, I know you're not really like that, you know what I mean? So it's, like, maybe, like, the most important thing for me, you know what I mean? Because I, I just can't even fake it like that, you know what I mean? Like, I keep it so brutally honest. Like, I don't even say parts of my life, like, in, in person, you know what I mean? But, like, in the album, like, I really get into it like that. Like I don't know why. I just put my my heart out, you know what I mean? And, and it's like therapy for me, you know what I mean? I need to get it out. Like, I even tried, like, I'm not going to make no more albums and shit like that like I just did, like uh, going back to what that guy said, like it takes time to make albums for the last album. I did it in like six weeks, man. I knocked that shit out. Like, like Skybeats was sending me beats like every week. I would book the session before I even wrote the song, you know what I mean? And it would force me to write the song. It would, it would be the most prolific shit I ever wrote because like I was under pressure and like I, I needed to come with some shit into the studio, you know? And like, I feel like it was my greatest album that I recorded really fast, you know? I was like in a zone for this shit.
0: Yeah, but the, you're also experienced. <clears throat> you also have, I guess so, yeah, yeah. you've been doing this like uh like twenty years, <laughs> you know, like that's yeah, yeah. you know, And I, I don't want to like put it out like that, but like so yeah. I mean but yo, I find like writing comes in bursts, right? Like, yo, here's the thing. I can go through periods where like literally I wrote my last album in like six, seven weeks. It took me a lot longer to record that album. Personally. Uh so like the writing comes really fast for me. The recording is kicking my ass. I actually was i feel like I was just doing it wrong. Uh, I do one take. Do you how do you record? Tell us about your recording process.
1: Um I'm fucking crazy with it. Like the only one that I really, really knows is Callie. You know what I mean? Like uh like he tells me nobody else does this, you know what I mean? Like basically I'll, I'll go in like I'm, I might have the verse like uh ready or I might even write it in the studio. Other times, I did like a collab album with uh, Tokyo Kid, Tokyo Sensei, wherever he goes right now, you know? And we would just go in line for line and just go in, like, you know, to, like pop right in, in the booth live, you know? But usually I'll have it ready and uh, I'll go in and I'll do like... I'm not a one-take guy, you know? I'm not gonna do much one and just keep it, you know? I'm gonna do like at least like five, maybe five takes, you know? Which I feel comfortable. And once I do those five takes, I'll come out and I'll listen to it like thoroughly scan that with, with, with Callie, you know? And, and I trust his judgment so much that I will let him pick the best verse that he feels. Because to me, I, I sound like myself. Everything sounds the same, but it sounds different to him because it's, it's not him, you know what I mean? So like, uh, and of that, and those five takes, let's say, I will pick the best part of each take and I'll like piece it together like Frankenstein and take each best part of each verse I piece it together the best verse, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know if I should say this shit, but you know what I mean? That's
0: how I do it. Like, no, perfection. yo, that's some real shit. Yo, so my guy, I call, he's going by The Wizard now. We agreed on that name because, yo, shut up, The Wizard. <laughs> yo, because, yo, that's how I'd introduce him to people when we were in real life. I'd be like, yo, this is my homeboy, Matt. He's a fucking wizard. And then people would, because okay, yeah. I was stoned, right, a lot. So I would have high moments like that. And people would, like, look at me like, what the fuck? But, yo, because that's how it felt. Like, he would take my shit and he would perform wizardry. He would do this whether or not I asked, right? Cause yo, you're like, yo, delete that shit. Yo, delete that shit. They're like, yeah, 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 I'm deleting. And then you're like, you watch the takes go down and you're like, you're not deleting anything. Kept everything. <laughs> and I would like record like 15 takes until I found like five I was comfy with, but he kept all the other okay. shit. And then mostly he would end up getting rid of it after a while. Cause that all actually did sound like shit. But he would do the surgery, we would listen to stuff and be like, yo, so I like the first part of this first one and the second part mm-hmm. of that one. I, I refuse okay. to like chop up my flow and actually record it in parts because I was a stubborn mule. But at the end of the day, there are many fucking times where like, yeah, right after the fact, he would just say, yo, don't be stupid. It's easy, listen, and he would do the surgery. And now it would sound like that was all one take. And I'm like, yo, exactly. like, and then that's yeah, so why I caught him a wizard. That sounds as magic, you know. Like he he yeah, took.
2: Smart. and probably
1: Burker does the exact same thing. You know what I mean? He'll together. Like sometimes you might have kill it in the beginning, fall off. You know what I mean? And they kill it at the end or something like that. You know, so you'll take the best parts. You know, and then I'll be satisfied with it. You know, I will feel like, oh shit, this verse is like too amazing now. I'm gonna keep it now. You know, and then I'll do the backs. You know, overdubs with me, like. I'll do the whole fucking thing, the whole back. Some people do like, nah, 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 nah. I would do a whole verse. That way, I have everything, and then I'll piece the, like just certain parts. Take off everything, but keep certain parts, you know. So the overdubs are perfectly on point. I get them to like, you know, place it perfectly on point, and then I'll go in and do my adlibs and shit like that, you know. I wasn't really the biggest on adlibs before, but now I have my, you know, my my few adlibs and shit, and I, you know. Yeah, face, I face totally.
0: To refer- I relate to that heavy, but yo, also yeah, also part of it too is because I noticed you were faster when you were younger, and here's the, and then yeah. you slowed down. So here's the thing yeah. about fast rap: you really, where the fuck are you putting an ad lib? Like anywhere you would put it, like already too many bars have passed, so ad libs are not easy. Slow it down a bit, have a little couple pauses, and you can throw in a yeah. couple little like well placed ad libs to add some value. So I totally get that um like the only
1: space like when you take a breath maybe that's like the only space maybe you're throwing ad or some shit you know
0: otherwise it's like you're competing with you're like no fuck that they need to hear me rap i'm rapping fast shut the fuck up ad-lib me <laughs> that's how i would yeah. feel about it
1: <laughs> back then i felt like i had to rap fast to show my skills you know i like the, the double time you know what i mean the tongue twist the shit you know what i mean but like then they're missing all the lyrics, really, you know. Like Pun had it perfectly, where he, you know he had the flow and the lyrics, you know what I mean. But sometimes maybe they can't catch it because the flow's too fast, you know. Yeah. You know, like I still go fast sometimes, you know, to show them that I can. But most of the point, you know, time, you know, it's like in the pocket.
0: You know? Yeah, man. I feel like I'm I'm hearing myself talk a little bit right now with what you just said, cause yo, I always rap fast. It was always important to me because yo, that's to prove I was like the best. Plus, I could. Because not everyone can actually yeah, go that on both dances, right? so, and, uh, you know, Yeah, you have shit, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. Uh, I think, like, the highlight of my life career-wise as a rapper is performing Rap Got It Just For Laughs. It's not even my own song. I did Rap Got It Just For Laughs. It's fucked up, so but...
1: Like, 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 word for word? Like, Almost, like, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it on, on video. I can prove that shit. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. I but how'd you learn that shit? Did you have to read the lyrics and shit like that it took over 15 hours that round that round as in i'd already done it before a couple of years earlier so i had the foundation down but actually like part of it was okay so here's the trick to this shit. i feel like with memorizing other people's work think about what all their bars mean so like at a part a rap guy, he's like packing a mac in the back of the act and i'm like oh shit yeah big pun. so once i realized that's big pun i was able to remember that better and so anyway yeah. but it's really just repetition man so you do it with the lyrics for a while 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 while. then you do it with the song and the lyrics also then at some point you start dropping off to the acapella or just the karaoke version that you're gonna go on and then it's really just you you're gonna have like eight parts that you fuck up and the rest of it you're gonna know and then it just you just keep practicing until you know each of those. I'd be in the shower and I would just spit the parts I was fucking up over and over again. I'd do it when I'm washing. Yo, my girlfriend has suffered from my rap career in ways that nobody fucking even knows. Cause who do you fucking think hears all this bullshit while I'm doing it, right? Um, cause oh, yo, that's not even that's my son. Now. Oh my god, that's like that might even be harder than you know doing your
1: own shit. You know what I mean? Cause like the M shit, like. The hardest part is not even faster but like where do you catch a breath because his, his breath control is crazy so you would have to have the same breath control or like take a breath and he points to, so i don't know like i
0: dropped it for the really really fast part because when he performs it live he uses a hype man so i felt if m uses a hype man when he does it live for that part like yeah. in the some of the that part in the middle he uses a hype man so i yeah. took the breath where m takes the breath otherwise i didn't you you can find the pocket If you really, really, really trace it, there's usually a way that you'll realize, oh, there's actually a space here. And so you can find it if you do the song enough times, you'll find everywhere the artist breathes and you'll be able to like figure it out.
1: Like Frank can find that shit. He actually like took breath and really like did that shit. Like,
0: yeah. Wow. It's it's like, yo, you're able, I was able to do it for six minutes straight and I only did it because I found all the parts, I guess, where Eminem breathed. Because if I was able to breathe, M could breathe. To be fair, you have yeah. to be able to fill up your lungs ridiculously fast. Like, you have to practice that shit. Like, you got to be able to fill your lungs from, like, nearly empty in, like, a split second, which, if you're able to rap fast, you know how to do. You know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? Where, like, you're, like,
1: yeah, yeah. you can't, like, force it out, you guys, you know, like. You can't push it all at once. You got, you know, yeah. I, I feel exactly the same. And like,
0: thing. so you're like the whole time you have like a, in a video game, a breath gauge in my head where I'm keeping track of how much air is in my lungs the entire performance, so that I know where I have to. Cause yo, also like, cause that depends on how much you can move. So like, there's parts where you know you can't physically move because you, if you, you move, jump. yeah, yeah, it's gonna like fucking <laughs> use air and like,
1: yeah. I don't like know. maybe not spot and shit like that and just rip it like that. But like I mean that's uh, that's very um, impressive because you smoke a lot, right? Like me. Uh,
0: like the breakfast. I would say at this point I'm more or less done cigarettes. I still smoke the occasional cigarette, it's mostly the vape, but weed, yeah, no tobacco, weed. Weed I feel like weed doesn't hit my lungs like tobacco does though. Like I don't like I can I run ten kilometers smoking pot so like i don't know that weeds really like i'll smoke a joint literally sometimes right before i walk out to do a run and then i'll smoke a joint like on the way back you know like like to me it it just doesn't hit my cardio like it just makes me want to like push i'm like yeah let's fucking get that shit you know i mean i smoke a joint right after yeah i feel you i do the exact same thing but yeah, so like, I don't know. But tobacco, big time. There's no fucking way I could have done Yo, actually losing weight was huge. So I, when I did that performance, it was the hardest thing of my life I, because I was too fat. And so the biggest thing I did to improve my breath capacity was lose weight. It was huge. It was like... It
1: was, I can't even imagine you big. I, I don't even know how you looked before this. But, yeah. Yo,
0: if you watched that Rap God performance, it was the yeah, fattest...
1: I'm, I'm it I'm watch Yo, it was day, huge, boy. man.
0: I, I was about 280 about that point yeah 5'7 yeah, 280 and it was like yo, yo
1: you're my height. You're same height man that's crazy
0: <laughs> I was not wow. Um, I don't know I like to eat when I'm everything pick an emotion yeah. if I'm happy I like to eat and if I'm sad I like to eat it is what it is <laughs> I'm kind so, of stuck with
1: he had the craziest
0: breast control too and he was super big you know what I mean so it's possible you know? it's just like I don't know I don't necessarily recommend it yo you know what helps though fucking losing weight yo honestly i'm not even recording right now because i know that if i just do cardio for like because you know, i got kind of out of shape in december and shit like i kind of got lazy over the holidays so now it's like yeah, i right. actually want to hit the cardio for the next week and you have an elliptical at home and so then i can go record because it actually is such a huge fucking difference on recording so like even like now i know i'm sluggish i gotta go actually like fucking hit that for like a few more days i can feel it in how like i breathe in and shit and so like i know that the better shape i'm in the more like my cardio is on and it's cardio right which has a lot to do with oxygen distribution in your blood and when you're dealing with shit like holding your breath this has like a fucking impact so the better shape you're in like has a huge impact on actually how much you can do especially if you want to do some singy shit or like fuck around with range or whatever absolutely
1: and see. it even helps, like, performing live and shit like that. Oh, yeah. Even though we can't even perform right now, but, like, I went to see a show, like, uh, not to sit and kill you. I went to there with my girl, and she, she even noticed that this guy was, like, out of breath. He was dying and shit. He's out of shape, missing words and all this shit. You know what I mean? And, 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 yeah, you need that cardio. It's, like, really key.
0: Big time. I mean, even Eminem was out of shape at that last performance when he did lose yourself or whatever, and he kind of looked a little bad, and people made fun of him all over the internet for it. And I'm not judging Eminem for it. Fuck it. You're Eminem. You don't have to fucking do anything. You can just show up and rap and it's okay. Um, that's fine. You've done your time. Uh, but yeah. I would definitely say that if I ever go on tour, like for real Real's, I'm going to have the strictest fucking diet before I go. Like a good month before I'm just going to not eat bullshit at all. And I'm going to try to like fucking, you know, push it all. Like, cause yo, it's like so important, especially cause we're not young. And we're competing with twenty-year-olds, right? So, yo, these people are. Have you watched these kids perform, man? It's basically Mosh Pit Times. Oh, the, the
1: craziest performers I ever seen was like MGK.
2: Mosh Pit like, Times, you know, them and uh,
1: and and bust the rhymes and shit like that, you know. But like, you know, they go hard, like jumping from the fucking like top of the the, the arena to do, to the crowd, like they could die. Like I don't know, I can't believe he even did that, like
0: these guys have a couple of uh drugs in common they both enjoyed in their youthful wilder days that um yeah. drugs um i'm not yeah. saying today i'm saying you know both of those guys at certain points in their career were into certain yeah. things that might make you feel wild enough to jump off of anything uh like the top of you know, what is that? the top or whatever or, or uh, yeah like sh- it's fucking high i mean like you know it's like- but yo, like straight up though, like, okay, do you remember Meyer Clarity? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, I I I showed him too. Have you ever seen him, yeah. you've seen him perform then, right? Because he's did that shit, and uh, yeah. he would like climb up he on... Roll, he's
1: rolling, like just rolling on stage, you know what I mean? Like, he, he doesn't give a fuck, you know what I mean? Like, I, I admire that, like someone that just doesn't give a fuck that much, you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: But, like, I look at it now and I'm like, yo, Meyer is the one performer. I know he got performer of the year from one of those online magazines before he left for Toronto. Uh, and shut up, Meyer Clarity. That dude hooked me up with a beat and it's my second best song. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, Meyer Beats. Yo, Meyer Clarity is a beat making, no, producing fellow. Fo- yo, but this is way back this is like 2012 i met claire so meyer clarity and i were connected when i got into the scene through uh bookworm he was booking these shows and this is back when Makeway was just starting so i ended up kind of in the same performance circuit with those dudes for a minute and it was actually really huge for my career at that time because it was kind of similar to the other things the same groups of people consistency we were able to bomb for a minute and then it all kind of ended i don't really remember why um but yeah. like, uh basically, uh what I, I I knew him from back then and then he's like, Yo, I'm selling beats and he gave me a ridiculously small number for the value of what beats are today and I said sure and it turned out to be a sign that to this day if I played it, people still fuck with it. And I'm like, Yo, my clarity had an ear back then. So yo, to this day he still sells beats and shit. Wow. Yeah, man, that guy's fucking doing all right. I what was it called? Uh Jimmy says. Okay. yeah i mean i can send all, you all that after but um yeah i really like what he did with it i think a lot of it's the beat i also think my last track that i did okay with this lose weight song it did okay because of the beat it was all like my guy matt made that the wizard and i realized you know, <laughs> it's not even like me that pe- like yeah okay i had a hook i had parts of it that are there that are cool sure but he like fucked with the arrangement he fucked with the ad-libs. He, he, he's like 70% of that track, in my opinion. I'm just like the face wow. of it, right? But I feel like when we really think about engineers and shit, they really are so much of it, you know? Especially good as a beat maker. That guy did some, I don't know, do you make beats?
1: No, I I co- co-produced, like the song uh, Dramatic Entrance, I co-produced, that would tell you, you know? So, yeah. But like I don't sit there and hit every drum type shit, you know I mean? I can find the sample and shit, and, you know, tell them exactly what to do kind of thing, you know, like d or whatever.
2: Mm. But
1: I appreciate producers, like, like producer rappers and shit like that that could do both of shit, like Havoc or RZA, uh, Kanye, all of them, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah, no, my guy just sends it to me. It's already like a song, like structurally set up, or he pictures a song, and then almost every time I give it back to him and I do what I want with the beat, but I feel like there's a song to everything he gives me. I never even asked him to rearrange it. I never have, I've never asked a beat maker to rearrange a beat in my life. Not even one time. Um, <clears throat> oh, wow. I don't know. Like It's also like just how my life's worked out is I've often gotten this scraps that other people didn't want. So the beat maker was never gonna sell it anyway. And they just wanted to see someone make a song <laughs> out of it. And yeah, I got I- those a lot in my life. Uh, yeah sometimes it's... but like I don't know I feel like every because I also never picked beats smaller than three minutes in my life either so I yeah. never like look for like a sample of let's make a beat or whatever it was I want the rights to a composition that already exists <laughs> and so I would find shit and if you find anything more than three minutes you know, there's already a full structure in place and if you look past like, the beat leasing sites you'll find beats that have cool structures that are beyond just four eight sixteen eight sixteen eight you know Mm -hmm. you'll find like cool structures out there if you actually dig around and look for it but yeah i've never i've never bothered like i just felt like i don't know i didn't have the people i didn't know i didn't even know you could do that when i was younger i didn't even i remember i bought a beat off a guy and i didn't even know what i was buying i just got this file and i'm like wait there's no tracks and then i didn't even realize that like that's way more expensive and shit down the line. Gave you
1: All the stems, right? The whole track. No, I didn't. Like this that? time,
0: I just paid eighty dollars and I got a beat because I didn't know to even ask these questions. Every other time, people had just given me the stems, so I just thought that okay. came with all the beats. I didn't know that motherfuckers oh. just charged you for MP3s and shit.
1: No, who knows? You could have jacked that shit. And just like you know, what I mean, like two tracked that shit, and resold that shit. Who knows, fuck? Mm. You never really tell, really. You really know the producer like that, you know? That's why I stick with Sky Beats. You know what I mean? Like, he does, like, my my whole album.
0: How long have you been fucking with Sky?
1: Since, uh, my second album, second solo album. Like, I wasn't on Zoom for the one in a billion, you know? Like, at the end of that, I started going to Cali, and he makes one in a billion, that song. That's why he added the cuts and shit, shit, you know? It was genius. But, like, for Come Hell and Hard Water, the second album, he did, like, almost the whole shit, you know? And then then I did, like, a... a, um, A Better Tomorrow, like my conceptual album, but like only Asian hip hop beats. I don't know if you heard the album yet, but I got excited to do a whole album. album. And it's just Asian samples in a hip hop form and shit. Like, I don't think anybody ever did that, you know? I wanted to make history and shit like that, but I never really got the exposure that that I I thought they should have gotten, you know what I mean? But like, it was probably my most, you know?
0: The beauty of today is that you can just work on re-exposing older work
1: yeah thank god i have that back catalog you know so you can always
0: go back to that anything be, yo that one in a billion song was fucking it hit me man i was sitting there listening to you and i'm like yo imagine having a population of one billion people and when they say one in a billion and you're like nah literally that's me and my people because like i'm like one in 35 million right so that's a different statistic <laughs> and i was like that's a that's a f- powerful song like the double entendre angle you it took with good. it is yeah, fucking ridiculous. cool yeah so I did I, hear I, that I, one.
1: I, I think I in, like, um, the Strata Gems album, the first album. One in a billion, and then I found myself for the chorus, you know what I mean?
0: Mm. Which is cool, though. Like, I just think it's cool that your songs are about things. And I think that for a while, the musical world maybe didn't make it easy for people who made songs that are about things to, like, get out there but I also think that the whole musical landscape has shifted a little bit and there's a lot of different ways to get out there. Like, how open are you to stuff like leveraging TikToks and all of this shit to, like, push your brand forward?
1: Yeah, to tell you, too, I'm kind of, like, late on everything, you know what I mean? Like, I even just got Zoom, like, this week, you know, just, like, for this interview and also for my, my daughter's school and shit like that, you know? So I don't even have a TikTok and shit like that, you know? Maybe I should get on it and even, like, like Twitch and all that shit, I don't even have that shit. Like, you know,
0: Twitch is a bit more complicated but at a, a basic basic level there's like you can go live off your phone to do the fancier shit it's a little bit of effort um, we can figure out the effort those are just details you can learn you do need a decent computer um, but yeah. TikTok's fascinating because it's really low effort and you can do some funny shit <clears throat> like I found this girl yeah, who like, does a singer like
1: that girl on a, on a, on a, the garbage truck girl you know what I'm talking about and she's just hanging out the Asian girl uh, yeah. hanging off the garbage you do about that i'm like what the
0: fuck <laughs> but there's just other shit you can do too. like take music this girl i saw she has the duet thing she sings half the song sings okay. two lines three lines whatever leaves it open and then comes back in in the end to close it and you could be whoever you want you take this and you do what's called a duet which is where you have them on one side and you're on the other side and then you fill out the bars in the open spots and you just wrap that shit on camera real quick one time you fucking fill out the other half of that TikTok, you know and with that i mean i haven't got to doing it yet because for me like it takes me a minute to actually because i'm saying to do this you know because i want you to know that i'm like i'm not a hypocrite with it i'm still not quite there yet myself i have to buy some headphones or something that'll work right and excuses excuses but the truth is when I do get back into my like pushing music grind proper, like I'd be remiss to not be there. But then on the other side, you take your own beat and you make your own version of that challenge and you fucking do your thing and go, who wants to duet with me? Then I pop on and do my thing like that. Next man's pops on and oh. does his thing like that. And we create like a network effect like that. That's just an example of what can be done if we're all willing to do it together.
1: Aren't you doing that right now. Did you just
0: put out like a, some kind of contest or something like that for like $100? Is that you? Yes, that is me. But there's also okay. uh, somebody else. But I think I did invite you today uh, to that. Uh, I went on a little invite spam. Uh, but yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, yeah. So for me, what I saw happen was, and actually, there's a contest announcement going on right now that I'm not gonna win in. But you know, when you're in a contest, your heart and soul always wants to win, even if you know you're not going to. Yeah, that's
1: what I always thought I was gonna win and I kept winning. It's like, what the fuck? Is nah, I mean? this one, like, like,
0: I know for a fact that, that, like, you you know who the fan favorites are, kind of thing going into it, and like, it's not, it's not to say that it's rigged. But these guys tried way harder than I did and I know it. I'm I'm saying that I put in like no effort and they tried really hard. I don't deserve to win and I know it. If I win, it's like some fucking miracle shit and I know that. I'm okay with yeah, that.
1: But nah, it's going back to like the fucking radio days and shit and they get more callers to call in. It's like that shit is not your control, you know what I mean? Mm. But either way,
0: um, so, I saw, so these guys put up a $500 contest, but what really caught my eye was classified as a guest judge. So I did my thing, and I thought I was fucking cool. And then I saw I was not cool, honestly. I came in arrogant. I thought I was hot shit. I rushed my shit. I saw the shit that came after me, and I shut the fuck up. Then I was participating a little more humbly and trying a little bit harder. Uh, but I, And whatever. And then I said, yo, nobody from Montreal is doing this why is nobody and then I've tried to get people to participate in their contests but at the same time I was like yo let me run a contest so this is my second contest i um okay. i did my first one it was $250 for the first prize and then a bunch of $50 prizes is and uh, it was to add a remix version of my lose weight song. So technically there's now like 15 versions of that track out there with a whole bunch of features and there's no fucking way I could have got these features. Even for $500, if I were to pay that out like that, I never would have got these features on that money. This saved... so we got a lot of entries. It was actually really cool. Plus there was some merch prizes, blah, 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 the COVID hit, so some people's prior... part of their prizes are delayed until I can go to a post office again proper. But then we're going to make a remix album out of that. So I said, Yo, this is a cool idea, but I can't afford to spend that kind of money. Let's do an easier contest. And then shout out Peter West. He was like, I'll do your beat. I'm like, No shit. Straight up. That's fucking fire. So Peter West made a beat on the spot late, late December. That became the contest beat. So now uh-huh. how it works is you spit a 16 plus. I don't care what you do. I just want at least 16 fucking bars of content. I would count a hook as bars of content, okay? If you want to call it a hook, that's. Bars of Sorry? Almost can
2: split 100 bars if you want
0: Well, to. they have the beat. So, I mean, the beat's kind of like two minutes. So, you've got a little bit of a limit on that. But let's say you want to do an extra little bar here or there or whatever. I don't fucking care. A little intro. It's, I put a plus. And then you fucking yeah. spit that shit. And then I got a couple of judges together. we going to decide our favorites. And then motherfucker wins $100 plus the beat. Then we do it again yeah. the month after. Then we do it again the month after. And we keep doing that. That's and that's great. like an effort I'm trying to do to like galvanize the community a little bit
1: wow no it's big i think i'll bring a lot of people to do it you know i seen uh Nate i do that you know and he was doing like 50 bucks or something like that and even uh cali participated he got 50 from that got you got 50, 50 from
0: that no not
1: me but cali did yeah Callie did sure.
0: so i saw that happen yeah. and i straight up wrote a post the other day tagging nate husk because yo he, he was the inspiration for my contest grind also yeah. So combination with BWR, the breaking records people in their contest, I saw Nate Hus through the Jelly remix, um, and I'm like, that's, that's smart. Cool. So yeah, now I'm just gonna run this shit, and it's uh, associated with my my new brand, the Bridge the Gap. So it's the Bridge the Gap with bars. So now I'm gonna run that, like so it becomes a little bit bigger, and then we can start making merch and throw that into the prizes and da 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 da. Yeah. Did you find uh, someone to do your 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 uh, clothing and shit like that? Uh, I was going to hit up Jamal Hussein through Pre and Kobe okay, those people. So And then I was like, I kind of need to wait until I actually buy my girlfriend her Christmas birthday present that I promised her that COVID prevented me from buying her. And then I'll know how rich or broke I am. And then okay. I can commit money to this. So COVID kind of like has hit me in this part because I want to go local with this. It's important to me. I want it to be Montreal. And uh, it can wait. It can wait a month or two to me, but I'm pretty okay. sure like Jamal Hussein was like the first guy local that I talked to about it. So at the very least, the first batch will run through him is how I see it. Yeah, yeah. Cool.
2: Yeah,
0: um, well, yeah definitely uh, run the merch with it with the
1: contest. That'll be good, man.
0: Yeah, for now, it's still a hundo. It'll be a hundo every month until Christmas and we'll see uh, what life is like then and how corporate Santa treats me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, what do you have coming next after this project? How do you plan to promote this? What is your like next little bit looking like?
1: Um, hmm. I just dropped this video, you know what I mean? Uh, I want to push it. You might even see an ad in the ads and the YouTube and shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, I want to do like, that scene by that much people, you know what I mean? Right, because uh, I'm talking about the song and shit. And uh, I'm probably gonna drop another video, I think probably by hook or by crook, like the title track to the album. And that's like, that's my three verse, third, three verse song, you know what I mean? The one Kelly like, yo, I don't know, maybe you should do like two verses. I'm like, fuck it. I'm doing three verses. I'm going to do a video to that. And, you know, this video might be four minutes and shit, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm spinning hard on that track and it's like a hustler's anthem. So I might, you know, I'm going to shoot a video for that. Probably with Mike Drones, you know, I, I just did that video with him, uh, Dramatic Entrance. And, uh, you know, he, this guy's passionate. We we're up to like five in the morning, like six. Yeah, like shooting in the streets and shit like that, you know what I mean? There's like before the COVID shit, but like, yeah, you know, he goes hard just like me, you know, like nonstop, you know? Mm. So, if you're ever taking video with your next video, i at him.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> um, I got a thing where uh, a friend of mine was like, I'll edit your shit for free. And I said, I'll film my shit for free. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not going to fuck with that arrangement until she stops doing it. And then I will look into new situations. But uh, um, I'm more interested in this like interview shit, right? Like this seems to be like a really fascinating way to grow on my end. So I'll worry about this until like the next thing I have to worry about. And I don't like to like, I don't know. I like relationships a lot. Like I would rather work with somebody that's less good that I like than um, somebody that's better that I don't like. Because I like to okay. like people I work no, with.
1: Holy fuck!
0: But it makes sense though. You know what I mean?
1: You're, you're like, a, like a people person. You feel like you have to really fuck with them. And,
0: uh... I'm not a people person. I'm like the opposite. I'm like an antisocial dude, right? So I'm really bad with people. Sort of like trust you.
1: That's crazy because you're a very good, like a uh, speaker. You know what I mean? Like uh, I feel you have to give the gift of gab. Like to do this, you have. You know what I mean? You gotta be like. <laughs> I,
0: would, I would say it's a lot of practice. And I'm sure most people could do this. Um, I, I read a lot. So there's a few things that I do in, in Conundrum that allow me to maybe have more experience at doing this. But um, I had to study how to be better at even doing this. Like, you're, not, this isn't the first interview I've done. Uh, yeah, I did, like, a lot at this point. Not a lot, a lot, but enough that I would say it's a lot. Um, so it's, like, not my first rodeo. And I'll just keep getting more and more practice with it, but
1: but you it know come, what happens
0: like, yeah,
1: like even like Joe Budden, who I consider like one of the like amazing nurses, said mm-hmm. he ended up doing that. Nori, you know what I mean? Even Fat Joe, I love this. Fat Joe. Show
0: I haven't seen his show yet, but I keep seeing clips oh. and they're hot. But yo, as you say that, I actually was watching Drink Tramps the other day, and I was yeah. studying. Yo, what is it that works here? Mm. and I'm like yo he gives everybody flowers so I started giving people more flowers in my shit I'm watching Joe Rogan Joe Rogan's like sex eyes everything you say is interesting and I'm like no shit Joe Rogan does he does it with everyone no matter what you're saying Joe Rogan will act like he wants to bend you over and fuck you right now on the spot for the most part or he'll argue with you but he has this like
1: I never noticed that and I I watch the show a lot
0: (laughs) Um, now I can i don't know <laughs> no it's like he, cause he, not to say he's fake about it he's actually really yeah. not he just <laughs> he's also usually fucked up he's also like high and drunk half the time so it might be yeah. like just super enthusiastic but i noticed that the effect it has on people he gets them yeah. to talk and then i watched um joe budden and he's a great case study because he just got better over time and he's really smart and he doesn't give a fuck yeah. He just does He does
1: football, he's just like an asshole or whatever, but he keeps the real and shit like that, you know, and he's a great rapper. And, and he's got to do that. It's crazy.
0: But yeah, basically, I have to say literally anybody can fucking replicate this. Like, it's not that hard. It takes time. I'm not going to say that you can maybe hold down a, a multi-hour conversation multiple times a week without some practice mm. in that but i definitely think literally anybody watching this could go out there and you know engage in this in fact i keep trying to tell rappers and shit like start podcasts yo get on twitch do some shit live because a you'll get exposure with it like yo i don't see how the future is not going to like virtual realities and yo live is going to come back in a minority but like man where the fuck are you smoking pot live you know like you have to go outside at the show there's so many factors that come into play and shit where like i think people are getting real comfy staying home and smoking dope and shit you know like not to say that i will listen COVID's gonna end we're gonna be allowed to go to bars i'm gonna be at like 17 fucking shows for like three months and then stay home for a year
2: <laughs>
0: not a year but like i think that's what a lot of people are actually gonna do a lot more than people really give credit to because these are our new yo we have a lot of new habits yo a lot of new habits
1: just uh, watching movies at home now and i'm saying, uh,
0: yo but not even that yo i order way more food that's expensive now it's going to be like yo do we order food or do we go out these are going to become new questions we ask ourselves that we never had to ask ourselves before because we just had different budgets We're going to have to compromise shit to go out again with our new privileged uh, Uber lives. I'm just saying for myself, I just believe everybody else in their own way has adopted new habits and has changed up Mm -hmm. how they live life in a way where going out is going to look different than it used to compared to what we've grown accustomed to now. Now, I think a lot of people are going to go out. So to all the people that criticize me and tell me live shows are coming back, I agree with you. I never once thought they're not coming back. I just think the internet's gonna play a bigger hand in it like yo like we're gonna throw a a cypher so in theory you come through vincent price is gonna be dj is what it looks like right so he's gonna come play some beats you freestyle you just pop on a zoom call just like this and you rap Mm. that's all you have to do with headphones we'll talk about the gear ahead of time uh (laughs) But, like, yeah, that's, like, the end of it, you know? You just fucking spit your shit. That's the way we can all participate in this new Zoom life. But then you don't have to wait at the bar for four hours. Because, yo, waiting at the bar for four hours, Yo, you know what I'm talking about? Like,
1: Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Waiting to go on type shit? You yeah, like- yeah, yeah.
0: Like, you get there for, like, 6 o'clock because the doors say 6 o'clock. I don't know about you, but, yo, know, inevitably, I feel like people did learn to not do that. But I'm punctual, dude. I can't help it. I'm like, yo.
1: I'm the exact same way, but I know that for shows, I go, I'm go, i going to go mad late. But one time I fucked up and I missed, like, the beginning of Common, you know? Because I thought he was going so late, but he didn't.
0: And it's like, who knows, you know? All I know is I try to show up if it's a, like, I get my girlfriend's like, you're an idiot. The shows never start on time, but on every local show I've been to, I probably show up within 30 minutes to 45 minutes of the time it's supposed to start. And then I still, yeah. <laughs> I still wait. But even when yeah. it's like, I say all that, but my first show, the show was supposed to start on time, but I held it up because I forgot my USB key at home. Shame on me. But in general,
1: well, yeah. You have to do right.
0: But uh, in general, it's like the show is like, yeah, it's not even that. Let's say the show starts on time. And you, you're only going to perform three hours into the event. Mm-hmm. You're still, yeah. like, you're still yeah. at the bar all night, you know? Like, you're still
1: out. It you're probably even getting wasted whatever, you know, before you even go on. It's like,
0: and that has a man. cost, right? So now yeah. going out, and I'm just trying to break this down practically how I see it, you know? Maybe you could, people can disagree, but like, yo... I don't know man like I remember like like just sitting there and then you end up buying more drinks cuz you're there for like 4 hours so you, or you don't and then you feel like a broke ass for 4 hours those were not <laughs> the funner ones <laughs> and I don't, I don't know I'm just saying like compare that to pop on the Zoom calls you I've been doing these open mics the end of the week on uh, Sunday nights and we just hop on cool. the Zoom call i'm meeting all these guys in new york city and shit i'm meeting like cats like nunzio who worked on the biggie album who now wants to do a song with me and shit on zoom calls Uh, i'm like fuck real life man this shit's actually working for me (laughs) sorry Uh, He, he worked on both of them as an engineer oh wow Yeah, 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 dude. Yo, I got these two interviews where he breaks it all fucking down, his whole, like, experience and shit. So this guy's on the end of the week calls all the time because he was fucking around, but he was one of the original engineers at uh, Daddy's House, uh, Bad Boy Studio in the 90s, which is fucking crazy. That's amazing, actually, though. But all you have to do is jump on a Zoom call. Anybody has this connection. Right now, anybody can go to end of the week, get ingratiated into their community, and rap in front of that guy by jumping on a Zoom call right now.
1: That's true. You you
0: got, you got basic on uh basics pops through sometimes uh usually basics get because get basics gets asked to like host and do like concerts and shit. so like okay. basics gets to be more like a featured guest or like a host because he's like heavy with end of the week quebec i just go in because i'm like yo uh the music's fire the talent is really impeccable and i'd say i participated about 15 times maybe for real reels really? i've done off the domes i've done like i just got invited to do their mc virtual challenge the, the mc challenge shit like you know the the tournament thing that basics competes in uh or whatever oh,
2: yeah.
0: i just got no. a invite for that on the zoom call last sunday because i did really? an off not last one the one before because i did it off the dome and I, they fucked with the tempo and i rode the beat and they were like yo you just got an invite i'm nominating him and then it was like a big deal and i'm like oh shit this just happened that's all i'm saying like to me i'm like yo this is the internet we're sitting here doing this on a fucking zoom call we're both at home if we were in person you'd be going hmm i gotta get home soon this that the next thing it changes the stress of time i think and so i don't know i'm not convinced that real life is going to be the same and yo i think you should do it man like like basics like he opened up for me like for
1: my first two albums like uh, one in a billion come high water like
2: and, and basics is I an amazing
1: amazing performers, great off the top of the head and everything so like it wasn't hard for, for me to like put him going on like this you know like you know, that's his thing like performing and stuff like that like I never seen like a real performer like that he's so interactive with the crowd and everything you know. Like he would open up for me and I'd be like, Holy fuck, how did I come after him after this shit? Like you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely appreciate that. I mean that happens sometimes, but I think that you probably have a sick show still. You seem like yeah. you have the right kind of energy for that and you probably do you practice before you perform? Uh
1: sometimes I used to. Yeah, yeah. Like uh in, in groups, like we would rehearse and like we figure out where he's gonna fill in, like, you know, the breaths and shit. Like I need to take a breath and shit like that, you know? So yeah. But you know what? I, I could rehearse more. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like you know what I mean? Like, I was more passionate as a kid. Like same thing with you. I Always like practice the lyrics in my head and shit like that. You know what I mean? But like as we go on, it's like I don't know. It like gets
0: easier and nah, shit. I'm, no, I'm fucking lazy, dude. I don't know any of my songs right now. Yo, I had to yeah. do like a a 15 minute set at one point this year on a Zoom call, and I was tripping. It took hours to like get ready, and these are like songs I know. Like, so like, lyrics, right? (laughs) Yeah, because like, like, I'm like, yo, like, I can't even remember my own bars. Sometimes, yeah, it's like, oh, (laughs) fuck. Like, and you think muscle memory is going to save you, but then it's like, I'm not young anymore, so it's not quite as quick and easy to do this. Plus, I know more shit, so it's like, there's just more. and, And here's the thing the more songs you write, the more memory more flows more things to remember and then yo i literally blanked performing a track the other day i fucking dropped the whole second verse i was not prepared and then i had to humble myself out and go no i actually i'm gonna have to take like a month or two and it's gonna take me that long and memorize no but i want to memorize like eight or nine of my shit and create like a versatile performance set i can cycle through
2: yeah
0: like i want to be able to hold down an hour of my own music like i should be able how to much um, sorry how many albums did you drop you three i so have i, I mean i works. can but it's like also it, it was the memory part it's not actually like can i perform at all it's yeah. um the longest set i ever did was like 40 minutes or whatever i did a virtual album release party in 2017 so like i uh, i did it over facebook live and uh i did the whole project so it was uh 30 something or 20 some 28 minutes 30 minutes whatever that was one of the longest ones i ever did uh but yeah i know i've never done an hour long set so i realized the biggest thing holding me back now is memorizing that much music
1: i i know exactly what you're talking about honestly like you gotta listen to your own tracks over and over like that you know what i mean like i don't want to only lyrics and shit but it's like yeah it's like if you have so many bars and shit like that,
2: it's
0: hard. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, it's like a time thing, you know, it's like, oh, I want to go write the new album, but no nah, it's what it is. Um, inevitably I'll do it, get it done, practice it out yeah. because it's important. Um, but yeah, how do you, do you rely exclusively on sky for beats or do you work with other people? Um,
1: mostly like sky, but sometimes I get some from like Tokyo, uh, Maybe Callie, uh, Vince, and uh, yeah, there's a few here and there, you know, but like mostly Sky, because he, I only trust him really, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, he'll have a skeleton, and I'll be like, yeah, I like it, you know, um, add your magic touch to it. Then he'll go off, I don't know what the fuck he does, he, he adds like crazy layers and shit, he knows exactly how to format it, I don't have to tell him, you know? And the next thing you know, it's like amazing. Like, I can't believe it. Like, it, it's like the beat is so amazing. Like, I could spit whatever I want, but I'll spit good shit. But I'm just saying it. Like, the beat is so amazing that it's like half the work's already done for me. You know what I mean? Like, like I need to, like them to be captivated with a beat like right off the bat. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want a beat to like, grow on you and then you have to like learn to love it. Like, I need you to love it right away. captivate you and then you can hear the bars with it because you like the beat too kind of
0: thing. You know? Mm. Yeah, you know, no i appreciate that um so yeah what else do you feel you need to say to the people
1: um what the uh i just want them to check out the album you know what i mean uh i'm gonna go yeah, ahead and that's the date uh um check out the video you know what i mean it's from the heart you know what i mean like Everything is 100% true, you know what I mean? Like, I just talk about the birth of my son in the car on the way to the hospital, you know what I mean? And uh, that's, like, a unique story, and I had to, you know what I mean, capture that. And uh, usually I just, like, record my albums in bursts and shit, like, I got these, like, creative spurts and shit like that, you know? So I'm getting a good reception from this album, so I'm probably going to hit up Sky Beats, you know, coming to hit me up with a batch. and, uh, yeah, it just happens like that, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's dope, man. I look forward to hearing what you come up with next. I look forward to having you back in the future should you want to come on again and we you know we can discuss more shit, more random, whatever. I don't care. Uh, I haven't figured out fully what episode two looks like with people yet, but we're going to figure it out. Because, yeah, um, I want to just make sure that this is a place people can come back and share. And then if you remember more stories, you might come up with more shit. You can think about it, put it in the bank, and you know, bang out some more stuff. Uh, yeah shout out Lindell for sticking with us. He definitely said he's gonna check out the album, he's gonna look for a video, he kind of leave a comment on it. Um, so that's fucking dope, yo. That, and I'm pretty sure, and I know Ismail heard it with us a bit before, he'll probably check it out too. Um, big respect, yo, for, yeah.
1: I just
0: want to respect, yeah. sorry I I keep cutting you off. It's also like this, I, I just want
1: to say much respect, you know, like I appreciate people for taking the time to listen to it, you, you know what I mean. Like, it's easier to watch a video, you know what I mean. But no, nobody really like sits down and like digest the album like that. You know what I mean? Yo,
0: these yeah, these two absolutely do. Um, I can't say for anyone else, but I tell people, I know at least two people that will check out your shade if I talk to you, and they're right there, both of them. In the comments so <laughs> that's about as far as i think my reach goes for like there are two people that will check out your shit <laughs> but they're like pretty straight up about it and they're sincere yeah, about it. it and they're vastly different in their opinions and tastes and that makes it amazing too and i really love it i really like it a lot um but uh yeah definitely thank you for being here though right like honestly like this is still in the infancy right like i can't even promise a million people look at it and all that but y'all just come through like this and you know share your stories and like that and it's fucking dope you're a really interesting guy with a lot of interesting shit that happened to you like you know it's just incredible to hear it you've done so much and it's like yo more people do need to know who you are you know Yo, we even got somebody from Norway who just said, shut out, Golden Jenny. She's going to check it out and share it in Norway. That's like straight wow, up. Thanks so much for to
1: Norway. I didn't even know it extends that far. But yeah, I appreciate you for having me. It was a great experience. I never did nothing like this. You know what I mean? I was like, I never yeah, had Zoom or nothing like that. I was like, how do I do an interview like this? You know, but yeah, this is great, you know?
0: And yo, Lindell, and think- uh <laughs> Lindell wants uh, us to remember. Uh, he made a comment earlier. He recommends Joe Rogan's Finding a Dinosaur episode with David Cho. It's when. No, I will... seen yeah. Awesome. It's so amazing.
1: That blew my mind. I already been on it. You know what? I might even watch it again. <laughs>
0: And I have to watch it because he was going to say both of us will never forget it. And then there's a hitchhiking episode. You may f- hitchhiking episode. You may find interesting as well. Oh, we got another question from Ismail. Listen, if y'all watching, have questions. I'm super happy to move them along. Don't even get me wrong. But how did you choose your name? You yeah, had this name since high school. You know, um,
1: I have like this, like like this Buddha statue uh, that I had like, um, this was what my mom's house. Was at, you know, it has like all these children and i just started one day and then i I flipped it because i i I smoke a lot of weed i'm not gonna lie you know and i'm all buddha child but later on in life i I came out with my alias like sunny chiba which is like the inverse of buddha child you know sunny and child and chiba and buddha you know so Mm -hmm. i kept it like that you know
0: that's cool man and it's oh do you read i I could read more,
1: but yeah, I, 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 I do read. Like, I, I mostly like like self-help books and shit like that, you know what I mean?
0: I do. Like, 48 Laws of Power. I like Ooh, by RC. That shit is a banger. Look, as far as books go, I would say 48 Laws of Power is a fucking must-read. It yeah, is like...
1: Yeah, you know, like that. Even Matthew, like, trying to find your, your life path. And this might be the real life path, you know what I mean? Like, you said you started off rapping or whatever, but you're getting more exposed to doing this, you know? This is just about
0: reach dog. I'm still gonna rap. Fuck that shit. I got the dream. This is just a means to an end, right? Like this is about building a network, man. I don't care if I'm a forty five year old rapper. I'm okay with that. i'll be an old man i feel like in my 40s i'm gonna pop off proper i'm gonna get into like some dumb shit like start dressing in darker suits walk out with girls on chains and you know fuck around with some real shit go wild side (laughs) stuff but to get there you have to like create a level of influence mystery intrigue and power right like you have to do a lot of things to build up to that level so listen this whole interview thing is a great way to like get education But also to meet everybody in the city. Like, let's be real. I get to meet all these people. So now as I want to start doing things, my network of people who I get to talk to in a real way has grown significantly. Like, I could never have gotten this FaceTime outside of it. So in the future, when I'm, like, heavy in album mode and shit, I'm going to be like, yo, Buddha child. You in the hood? You want to come on through? I got the mic. Let's go fucking do some. So this isn't, like... shout out lindell 40 isn't that old no more. so like to me this is just a means to an end right like yo am i okay with yo listen i'm getting to sit here smoke joints and talk to people this is what we would just do off camera i think to be a rapper we all need a grind like this past a certain age it doesn't change it. it like yo i can still pause this and go on tour one day be like yo everybody going on tour i'll be back in a month and then go do that. Like, why can't I? You know, this is just a means to an end. Now, I just happen to love doing this. And at the end of the day, getting this done right is really important. So if it takes me three, six months to fully get this organized, cool. But then I have all the time in the world to go rap again. That's kind of what it is. It's like you kind of unlock all the ways to get the time back to go chase what you really want to do. But then you have more shit going for you, you know? Like this entity has created more opportunities for my rap career. Even performing at under pressure was directly a result of interviewing preach and Cobia. Oh, wow. So that's, that's how I I really got. That's like my mentor. (sighs) It is like two hours. I was trash preach gave me like a 30 minute lecture after, um, telling me how to do this better. So in a lot of ways, if I'm being real, my ability to do this is a little smarter. Like, you know why I'm quoting your lyrics at you and shit? Preach. Preach is like, you're an album reviewer. Fucking listen to their shit. Quote the lyrics at them. Watch what happens. I'm like, ooh, that's some... Shh. Okay, Preach. Told me I was fucking trash wow. in the most polite way possible. And I got better. Uh, but it's like a two-hour lecture of Montreal hip-hop history of 1996 to 1999. We got through three years in two hours. Wow. It was a lot of preach. It was, it was, I was just like, whew. I'd never Yo, encountered told preach.
1: You told you were trash like straight up and how, where you can improve. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, you need he, to, he was to,
0: more uh, polite. I'm not going to lie. He didn't use that language. That's yeah. what I remember. So <laughs> that's how I remember it in my head. He was like, you're not the best at this right now. Get your game up. Yeah, you're learning on the spot, right? Yeah. Yeah, all this. I just I it was actually like I just started. I didn't really know how. I'm not like how do you learn how to interview? I guess you could read books and take courses or just fucking go do it for a while. That's how everyone else did it. Joe Rogan popped after episode a thousand. It's not like he just started. A thousand. Dude, he's on like episode fifteen hundred or some shit. Like that shit's been around forever. Like, how do you know that much people to interview? You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. Yo, dude, I could probably run three episodes a week for the next five years in Montreal, do mo- half Montreal, half outside of Montreal, and never miss a week. There's just that wow. many people to interview. You just need to know that not every episode's going to slap but your bigger mission is about consistency. So right now, my next mission is to be, because you know, I just did something that was bad for the immediate future for me. I went live so many fucking times recently that everybody's going to be burnt out for a quick minute. Too I'll much you like,
1: Too much? You're like, you're overexposed?
0: Yeah. A little bit, but it was on purpose because I wanted to start the year off with a bang and make sure my back catalog of people that I did was like kind of heavy coming into the year now i cut it back to three a week so instead of six last week it'll be three this week maybe i'll go live and do something else but it won't be an interview right but then people are going to get used to the idea that there's an interview monday night there's an interview wednesday night and there's an interview saturday night and people are just going to get used to that then I can do oh. what I want and add it in different ways and get people and then people can choose what they want because yo, I make time for end of the week. I make time for my dude Willie Scandalss fucking show on Friday nights. I make oh. time for that shit. Like that's what I do on Fridays now. We watch Willie. It's like at first I was showing love and now I just watch Willie's show on Fridays. I just it's just what we do. I don't know. I just I can't I can't think of something else to do on my Friday nights. Like what am I gonna do? Watch fucking Netflix? At least on Willie's show, I'm going to hear some underground hip-hop or whatever. It's fucking dope, you know? Yeah, so like that
1: him. I, you know, I hope he played that shit. I didn't even leave
0: But, yeah, I didn't know it was on Fridays. I'm, I'm going to... Yo, he's on Twitch, it. too, now. Yo, shout out yeah. Willie Scandals. He's a fucking banger. banger. I, I like working with him. Uh, so, he's on Twitch now. He's doing his thing. Um, and a lot of people are. So, like, that's kind of, like, where I think the next wave is going. Is a bunch of motherfuckers up on twitch kind of doing their thing also the dj sect yo all these djs man these djs is all over twitch dude they so preach comes in and there's like a network there's like hundreds of djs there and because of the nature of being a dj i guess you can just find the right squad or the right like i don't know like agency or union and so they just got like calendars and networks and It's like an ongoing party that DJs hand off because there's this feature on um, Twitch called Raiding where like even at the end of this, there's like five people here still. So we're going to raid the next channel and show some love like that and bring people into the next man's channel so that they can actually get the benefit of the audience and shit. So there's this whole like ecosystems that come. So let's say you start coming through and you do a podcast or whatever. Next man's comes through and everybody starts doing it. Like the more people that are here, the more we start taking people and bringing them here all of our friends and now your friend is going to be here and like yo this golden jenny lady the norway one she's from like the willy audience and then willy somehow brought her to me and now like she's gonna bump your shit in norway
1: thank you so much by the way and that's, yeah, that's like amazing. fucking
0: crazy right like when i look at yeah. so that's how i see all it is playing out more and then yo we can still do live shows Yo, what's the difference, you know, you just set up a camera in the room where you do the live <laughs> show and stream it to yeah. Twitch. Like it doesn't change shit, you know? It's just a, a couple extra pieces of gear to like bring it back to the real life world after you're done, you know? Exactly. In the comfort of your home type shit. Yeah. Ah. Um anyway, again, I appreciate you being here. I don't know if anyone else watching has more questions. I think we learned a lot from you i think this was a blessed episode i think if we break past that two hour point it's a fucking blessed episode so that's dope we're past wow. that two hour yeah. point yeah, I the whole fucking time holy shit. yeah man that's- it's uh it's fun i mean sometimes yeah. you lose steam along the way sometimes they kind of like you know pick back up again but that's just kind of how it is man nobody's perfect it's live it's yeah. a weird thing know, nobody even took a pee break that's pretty incredible shout out to yeah. us for <laughs> for that um anyway uh so i appreciate you again being here and in the future when you're done your next project whatever we can start, set up the next one have more conversations about life grow etc etc um shout out on your having a kid that's huge and i look forward to hearing how you manage that with your music has that been hard actually managing that with your music
1: i thought it would you know but i just felt like i went there with the studio and i said you know i just i bang it out it's that simple you know mm. like that's the day i have to do it and get done you know so i thought it would
0: but not really you know oh fair enough like i give you the right one yeah maybe i guess it has to do with what point in life like if i have a kid now i'm like i'm okay i'm at the right age it's not like the hard part exactly. of life um so exactly. yeah i feel that i feel that a lot um anyway though i appreciate you for you but thank all y'all watching too i appreciate everyone y'all watching
1: yeah i thank you man i really appreciate it man and a sure, you for the next
0: one honestly but, man it's it's my pleasure like again like a lot of people like for me it's like i get to learn a bunch of shit i get to get my brain tickled and a bunch of stuff so it's a huge benefit for me and i, I hope for the people watching as well they get that same benefit Um, But, yo, thank y'all for watching, though, because, again, without y'all, it's not necessarily a show. It's more of, like, no, we would still do it, but it would be a couple of guys fucking talking to each other on a camera, which is, I guess, what most people are doing offline, so we're just doing it online. Um, But, yo, if you are watching this in the future on YouTubes or whatever, feel free to hit that subscribe button, like button, all that shit. Definitely leave a comment. Let us know what you want to know. Let us know what you think. All that good stuff. Special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prada, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, uh, and Scribble. They're dope, they support what we do uh are you still yeah you're still with us yes uh they support what we do if you want to support what we do and you're on twitch you can hit that subscribe button everyone else feel free to head on over to patreon.com slash behind that suit and i suppose i have to make new fucking patreon tiers to reflect interview life but that shit's coming soon it still is love uh otherwise yo thank y'all again for being here i can't even stress how amazing it is, how incredible it is to know that this is a real thing that's going on inside of the city. Honestly, like there's so many talented people here. Y'all need to check out Buddha Child's shit. Um, if you want, uh, maybe while we're all here before we go, I might have to cover up your face. Uh, but I can go ahead and set it up where uh, we, we play your music video one time real quick before we dip, if that's something you're okay with. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'll Let me we just go back. Let me just go find that real quick don't worry you know, i'll find it fast it's not that hard which track is it actually
1: it's uh the first one dramatic entrance
0: uh it's called dramatic entrance oh, that's what's up man that's a really cool video it's really well made really professionally shot i love the colorful drone footage that's really cool thank you, thank
1: you man. It, man. and i uh, shout out to early dre i was saying he's on the course you know he killed that shit.
0: absolutely it is very catchy on that note everyone Thank y'all for being with us one more time. I'm going to initiate the raid right now. And we're going to cruise on through. So that means in 10 seconds I push a button. Hopefully everyone chooses to come on through and show some love to audiophile. He's fucking audiophile, whatever. He's dope. We're going to show love like that. Let's hit it. We We going.